A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The company is high. high, high. You'll have your very own shit. Hello, greetings, and welcome to CORE. This is CORE, the last one before Christmas. But don't worry, we have one more before New Year's. Okay. While the rest of the podcast world is quitting for the holidays. Not us. All right? Yeah. Not quitting, but, you know, a lot of them just start doing shows. You're not wrong, though. Yeah. But But we're weird. We're going to do it. We're going to have at least one more show before the year ends. And uh, today's our pre-Christmas show. We had a lot to talk about. It'll be loads of fun. And it's me, Scott Johnson, with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. For December 21st, 2023. Guys, uh, I got a quick note I'd like to share to people. So if you're you're like, man, I got money for Christmas. I don't know what to spend it on. Maybe I'll buy a new computer rig from doghousesystems.com. Now, this is not a commercial. They're not paying for this. This is just a, I love those guys. So this is easy for me to say for them. But they have set up a whole new cor- uh, uh, code for us that if you check out with the word core, over there, they're giving away two terabyte NMVME SSD drives for free in that in that Wait, room. How is that not a commercial then? If I know it sounds code. like one. It totally does. I realize that. But that's they wanted me to know about it today. That's too good a deal to pass up. A two terabyte <laughs> super fast SSD, John. That that's a that's good. You want that's that. That's amazing. They should send me one so that I can try it out. All find right. out what that's like. Yeah, John will have some personal experience he can speak to. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that's like. You all should buy a doghouse. No, now it sounds too much. Oh, like I have that. a two now terabyte like... NVMe SSD in my computer. Yeah, and you probably love it. I actually do. Uh, okay, and full disclosure. Bad. Yeah, I do have a doghouse system. Yeah, it's old. It could use an update. Doghouse. Sure. sure. In case you want to turn this into an ad, look how well I'm already <laughs> selling for you. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> I do have a. How many gigabytes is this? Uh, two. Oh, I do have a two gigabyte. Is <laughs> yeah, it, oh, you do? So you've already got the well, SSD you, you want. Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. have one. You probably bought well, it later. Doghouse and... doesn't need to send you one. You can just... No, say... but they're nearly full. I'll send you a screenshot, Doghouse. They're nearly full. I could use a third. Do you... Okay, I got a question about that. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but when you Wait, guys... you're asking for a third? I don't even have a second. Can I get a second before John gets oh, I'd like a second, thing? too. Hold on now, everybody. Let's get seconds Wait, for... how are you guys living on just two terabytes? Well, no, I have... When I, when, when I bought mine, I said I'd get the other one later, and I've been too lazy to buy the second one. Mine... Okay, I, I lied. I have a t- uh, two terabyte this drive. I have this drive uh-huh. in there as my C drive. My PCD drive is a 
four terabyte, super fast standard drive though. It's not it's not SSD, so it's a big spinner. What I want to do is replace that bastard with a two to three terabyte uh, SSD. That's what I, I want. I got to do. slots for four of these NVMEs on my okay. well, motherboard. Well, here's what we do. Okay. Let's let them know. Yeah. That we talked about their thing on the show that apparently wasn't a commercial. No, I assume that just all. means you don't get paid. No, it's just a, it's a thing I want to do for them. They're awesome. We love them. That's all. I, I would love, love them, them more if they gave us a hard drive. <laughs> so tell them that there are three people on the show. Yeah. That we talked a lot more than we even really should have about this. Yeah. Yeah. Free and, free advertising really is what we've done. And there's done. three people on the show that yeah. would love to further recommend the two terabyte. <laughs> And VME. Well, we're just going to need some hands-on with it. and uh, Yeah, we need to spend know. some time. We need to, you know, you need to appreciate what it's like to not be spinning uh, plates yep. or whatever, platters. Oh, yeah. yeah, platters. And uh, Bo needs to finally lock down that second one. And I need to I need to live a, I don't know how I filled these two up already, but I did. Yeah, how'd you do so that? I need more. I thought you were the I kind think, of person, I thought you deleted stuff after you were done. Or you I got do, but here's, here's part of the problem is that I'm also the guy that's like, I'm out of gas when I have a quarter tank left oh i am that guy too i worry about that stuff too much yeah i do that every time if there is a quarter tank of gas that's empty i gotta go fill it right now so i don't care i probably have between the drives a terabyte of space but to me or maybe maybe 500 gigs but to me like it's full and that's no a room. lot of space like r- whether you're speaking <laughs> relatively about the how big hard drives have gotten over the years or whatever yeah like I'm old enough to remember my first 200, 200 megabyte drive, and thinking that was so big. Oh my gosh! Even the f- your first gigabyte drive was a huge milestone. Too. Oh my gosh! A gig yeah, was yeah. I was like complaining about terabytes. My <laughs> biggest issue, the reason why I've been good, is because I had Skyrim VR installed with all the mods for the longest time. I uninstalled all of it. And it was about 700 gigs. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> For one game. I was like, oh, really? Got a bunch of space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I installed 552 mods for Skyrim. It was ginormous. That shocks um, me how big that is. I didn't think it ever could grow that large. I mean, I understand I there's a lot of extra crap thrown in there. There's also a lot of, like, what does the VR need that it takes up? Well, so it's room? just every high-res texture pack. Like, it's the 8K textures or whatever, oh, you know, all yeah. that shit. Like, the game doesn't even, it doesn't look remotely like anything the original game does. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> then you had to delete it. So now, see, we need to get you a bigger secondary 2 terabyte. Yeah, I mean, I can get NVMe one. drive. Like, grown yeah. adult. Unless we're getting sponsored. I'm a grown I'm a- adult. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we're getting sponsored, you know, I am a grown adult and a work professional. We we don't do this for free, but but uh, you know, I can like someone in chat said they're like hundred dollars right now. I'm sure can actually they are a lot cheaper than they've been in a very long time. Like two terabytes for being under a hundred bucks. What are we even doing? That's insane. It's yeah, not bad. It's late. That's why I said it's it's mostly laziness. I'm like I'll just get what I need now and later I'll get a six more terabytes and I just haven't done it yet. Yeah. I'm always on the on the look for cheap little external ones that just go on sale. Like SanDisk had a sale on. Is this a two terabyte? Yeah, I found a two terabyte for like thirty bucks. Mm. Oh yeah, external. I got one of those. Here's a two terabyte. I got. Oh, this I had that thing. same yeah. one. That's exactly what I had. Yeah. yeah, this is so good. I love this so much. Yep. Oh, it's great. this is such a good little hard drive. I and love it's it. fast. It's if you got best. Thunder, you got Thunderbolt four running on that with the USB C. You are getting. What is it like eighty gig per second transfers or some crazy number? I forget what it is, but it's as it's as good as any drive. I mean, I run WoW off that thing. 
<laughs> right now. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. So I can Me move. Too. I can move it back and forth. Runs great. No issues. That's amazing. Speedy. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, uh, more on that later. Hey, let's do our Steam. You know what? We're going to hey. do this now, everybody. Check it out. We're going to look at our Steam year in review. And by that, I don't mean us reviewing things on Steam. I mean, this is what Steam's data says about us as yep. players. And I thought... Time to get into it. Mine really shocked me, to be honest. Some of these numbers are like, wait, what? Yours really shocked me, too. The little preview window I saw, I was like, good Lord. Yeah, it's I, insane. Sorry, go ahead. I got, a bo- I got a bone to pick with this, but I think we should wait till after. But oh. maybe we should... All right. No, hold your, hold your bone until you're ready right, to show yeah. it to everyone. Um, I'll go, I'll go first and just talk about some things that jumped out at me just to, you know, not that we have to do these in order. We can kind of just screw around, but, um, they, they, if you go to your steam account, you'll get this big steam year in review, 2003 thing. And it talks about the games you played and all of that. Uh, I love data like this. I love visual data. I love data. That's like stuff I don't think about all year. And then you put it in a format where I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. What that says about what I did or what I think or what I do or what I like. And according to this, I played in this year, January 1st through now, 291 different games. That is insane. Yeah. I just want to point that out that that is absolutely insane. It's an insane number. Do you know what the Steam median is, Scott? Did you see what the Steam median is? No. Uh, let me. Can it's I see that somewhere? Four. Four. It's four games. Holy shit! How high did four I screw? I must have skewed that number up pretty high. <laughs> what was it? Negative twelve before? Because my gosh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, two ninety one games played. One hundred and ninety five of which were new games. So I want to try to illustrate what that means. You might it's say like a new game every two days, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's like a I new game. No wonder you don't days. finish anything or, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know, right? When I finish Games something. Games are not made to be played in like five hours in 2023 and you have 195 new ones. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the the, the way this works, though, is it's codes uh, come into me all the time. Sometimes from people's humble bundles, sometimes from devs themselves, sometimes in just random reasons or something through key mailer or whoever, somebody sending me a key. So I'm getting a lot of games that I will get into. And if I really like them, I'll play the hell out of them. But if they're, eh, you know, kind of average or not great or whatever, I won't even bring them prepare on the show and I won't do much more with them and they never get played again. So that's a lot of that, uh, that number, that 291. And some of those are older games, obviously, because the 195 are the newer ones. Uh, what surprised me even more is I am not an achievement hound or hunt achievements at all, but I still managed this year to get 652 achievements unlocked. Yeah, because every new game gives you like three free <laughs> achievements. Like, yeah. grats, you bought the game. Grats, you completed the prologue. Launched the video game. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Typed your name. Yeah. Pressed start. Yep. Knows so- where the any key is. Absolutely. Um, the other one of the main data that surprised me, it, well, not surprised me. It actually confirmed what I already believed. My keyboard and mouse versus controller is about what I thought it would be. 65% controller, 35% mouse and keyboard. I've definitely over the last few years become a controller hound. I, I sort of prefer it in a lot of cases, even when, even when traditionally mouse and keyboard are the preferred method. I'm not playing city builders with it and stuff like that unless they're built for it, but I'd imagine the Steam Deck also qualifies as controller. Probably would that would be my guess. Yeah, I'm guessing this data here includes that. I'd have to think, right? I don't know for sure, yeah. but 
and you can't click in to see for sure. Okay, well, hold on. Let's do it this way because it's going to be a lot of data, and I think people want to probably compare us. Yeah, let's do it. I think that's how we. I think that's how we scope it, and because I think with this stat specifically, it's going to be a fun uh, swing because you were. 35% mouse and keyboard, 65% with controller. Yeah. For me, I was 47% keyboard and mouse, 53% with controller. So very 50-50 on that. But, Bo, what were you? Yeah, what were you, dude? Oh, man. 80-18. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I only, I only use controllers for Yakuza, basically, because <laughs> I don't, don't want to the game to look down on me it says real yakuza play with the controls so <laughs> that's right i forgot they do that um to give some comparison on the games owned or played bo played 87 games 55 of which were new he's still a lot of games yeah, by the way like a quarter of the games you played yeah. i feel like i played a lot of new games in fact i have 10 i bought 10 new steam games this week just to have content for my stream at some point, and I still haven't booted any of them. Right, right. I, I can't even get to them fast enough. I don't know how you do it. I don't know either. I do spend, I will say, I mean, I guess I guess this confirms it, but I guess I've always known this too, but I'll spend time during the week uh, multiple times going, all right, what do we got today? Oh, I got these three codes. What's worth trying to install? That looks all right. Let's try this. And and I'll go in, I'll hop in if it's cool, and I'll play more of it. And oftentimes I do, and I come here on the show and talk about it. I have one of those today, in fact, um, that I just really liked, and they gave it to me, although it was free. For, it's free for everybody. But Although but, that, that might change. Like next year, I might be giving Scott a run for his money. Uh, remember, thanks to the generous Patreon supporters of the show, I now play video games for a living yeah so uh, <laughs> that started a month ago right and uh yeah i know i've been playing a lot of wow sorry um but i'm sure to be playing other games so sure uh the next year i guess my goal is to beat scott in 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 the oh uh, i don't know if you oh, want to in, in the new game <laughs> in new games olympics i mean i don't get codes thrown at me so it's gonna be yeah a they more still pricey. haven't figured out there's three people on this show yet. well so part, already but, at a disadvantage but to scott's credit <laughs> he's already if somehow he's got an extra code, uh, sometimes he does send them our way. Oh, I always sure, send them to you guys if true. I get yeah, them. He, always yeah, he gives us codes. Always do. Yeah. And and here's the other thing: That's most of these, I don't want to. Most of these, most of these code sources came come from like way earlier relationships, stuff that have been going on for like twenty years of the instance and stuff. So so, yeah. so it wouldn't be the same if I was just like cracking at it right now, but. But anyway, John, you're at 87. Or no, I'm sorry. That's Gorath. Nope, that's Bo. John, you're at 60 games played, even. Yeah. And 48 yeah. new games of that 60. Yeah, uh, right. that, feels, that feels like a really healthy... Uh, <laughs> because it's smaller than both of yours. Not just because it's smaller. It just feels more <laughs> focused and like... Like, look at your achievements. That's a lot of achievements. 473, as opposed to mine, 652. But that's for 291 games. You squeezed a ton of achievements out of 60 yeah, games. That means you're, you're getting further and finishing. Your, your yeah, per I'm, game I'm, rate is a lot higher for sure. I'm doing I'm doing more while I'm there. When I get in, I'm I'm gonna get in and get a couple achievements before I get out. Your biggest uh, <laughs> time played is funny because you didn't actually play it. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, we want to talk about our top three. Yeah, uh, my number one most played video game that I have not played at all yet. Yeah. Let's do it. 
Uh, all right. My number one most played game on Steam this year is WWE 2K23. Uh, took up 25% of my playtime, 216 oh sessions. Yeah. And I have still not played that video game for a minute. So uh, that's where we're at with that. Yeah. Um, I think you've defined a new way of playing a video game, though. Because you're playing it in a way that is totally different than what they intended, yet somehow it succeeded in doing that, and you gave it a ton of your time. You've definitely gotten your money out of it. They've, they're happy with how they sold it to you. Like, everybody won with your WWE 2K323 life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's pretty great. Yeah. Baldur's yeah, Gate I'm with sure. 18%. So that seemed, that surprised me. I, thought, I actually thought your Baldur's Gate 3 would be the highest, but I forgot about wrestling. Um, yeah, and there's a couple of things that I didn't play um, on Steam. So Cyberpunk isn't reflected on this because uh, I played that on GOG. Yeah. Um, obviously, Final Fantasy 16 was a big one this year that was not played on Steam. So there's a few things that were non-Steam games. But yeah, a lot of time went into Baldur's Gate 3. I pretty much did one playthrough, but there was a little goofing around here and there. Um, yeah, like 5% is the character creator. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Easily. It's true. Easily. Uh your third is Final Fantasy 14 online, which you had 13% of total play time, 169 sessions. That actually seems about right. Yeah, it's a little yeah. low, uh but it was a slow year for Final Fantasy 14, so it makes yeah. sense. But did you have a game off the server? Like I I know that Starfield would be higher on here if I had it on Steam, but I don't. I'm sure that would be on my top 3. But because I are played you sure? It. Did yeah. you play it that much? Yeah. I mean, you played it let's talk a about lot your, for two weeks. Let's talk but. about your let's talk about your percentages for the <laughs> your highest percentage is six percent of yeah, play this time. Is, this is weird. This part is weird you, to me. You you don't. It, it means you divide more time amongst more games if six percent of your time was devoted to cyberpunk. Yeah, and I played a ton of cyberpunk. It felt like anyway, and. Uh, and Elder Scrolls Online, which you brought up multiple weeks over the course of the past year as yeah. a game you logged in and played, still only 4% of your playtime. One thing, this metric we don't have is your total hours. Right, we don't have that. We don't know yeah, what I sessions mean. Steam probably made a smart decision to not include that for people, really save them from any self-reflection. On yeah. That. Also, what does, does this count sitting at a menu and not doing anything? Like, There's yeah. issues like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, it does. There's some of that. Dyson Sphere program tied at four percent uh, with Elder Scrolls and, Online. And I give you mad, res- mad like uh, LEG, mad respect, son. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I'm lo- I wish Dyson Sphere was on mine. Although I'm happy with mine, but that's that's great. But again, not a game I heard you talk a lot about over the year, but still managed to eke out third place for. Yeah, me. I did all right. Um, um, but but the four, the tiny percentages, six, four, and four, just tells me how much. I must have done with all those other 400 games or whatever it is. You are yeah, a diverse, you are a diverse divided. game player. You have like we, and I think everyone who listens knows that about you. You forge ahead with new games and you don't, you're not like, Oh, I need to complete every item in this game or I can't move on with my life. You're like, whatever, man, fun game. Let's move on. And try yeah, some time to try game. this one or a new one. Came I out have that- to go to my fifth most played game to get to 6% of my total play time. What was it? What was the game? Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. How do I see that? Oh, I can click. Uh, as you scroll down, it'll give you more games. It'll give you a breakdown of all of the all of your top five. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Oh, oh, this is Bose. Hold on a second here. Um, 
It's interesting. They do a lot of graphical stuff with the, uh, oh, Resident Evil 4. I thought that'd be higher. You're at 8% on that one. I don't know why. You you ran through the thing six times or something, right? Yeah, I played it a lot, but it's not a very long game. So. It doesn't even count the time you went through my run through of that game. I know. That should really be on there and be bumped up. Jedi for, Survivor. Uh, oh, my gosh. What did you do in August? August was a gamer month, man. Look at you. Holy uh, shit. That was Baldur's Gate. So that oh, big yeah. green bar is Baldur's Gate because you can mouse over it. There was also a lot of time in Final Fan or F- time in Final Fantasy. Remnant 2 was August. WWE was underway in August. And uh, then a bunch of other random stuff. Armored Core, Final Fantasy tried to get back into 10. Yeah, August was a huge month for me. <laughs> you can tell that it was April that you procured your copy of WWE 23, 2K23. Because <laughs> yeah. that's where the pink yep. line starts, and it never stopped after that. Um, let's see. So, yeah, John. That graph's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that graph. Oh, there it is. I see what you're saying. So, you scroll down past this. What did um, every game you played eventually at the bottom? Like, What did it say about um, you are what you play? They gave us a spider graph. Uh, this one is John's, I think. No, this is me. It's uh, it, My spider graph is a lot of cyberpunk, bunch of space and MMO, a little bit of automation, pinball for some reason, bullet I hell. I think it's even telling the six keywords it picks for you because not everyone has the same six keywords. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it gives you a little spider graph where it shows you like... Uh, Oh yeah, th- this is like where you spent the most time, but there's so many, so much stuff left off there because it has just a ton of tags on Steam. Yeah, so big time, it. right? Sports, sports, <laughs> and John, John has big yeah. time sports. Obviously, it's for the wrestling. Big time sports. Yeah. I hate it. It's this is the same problem I have. Like, I loved uh, Spotify's like year end review. I yeah. thought that was so cool. Yeah. And then I started streaming and I started playing music on Spotify before my stream, and it ruined my year end review. And now I feel like. WWE 2K23 is doing the same thing to my Steam year in review. Mm. It's like, he loved the sports games. <laughs> like, no, I didn't. Mm. I played one yeah. and I didn't even play it. Uh, but yeah, sports is one of my biggest genres sports, space, and MMORPGs. Yeah. So. And John, and we, the one we have all in common is space, by the way. Uh, we uh, all we like have space. Warhammer 40K. I, I see where. That's yours. No, that one's yours. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I don't have that one either, which surprises me because I have a lot of 40K games. But We all like space games. Though, we all like space time. games. You've got a big city builder bump over here. You got some yeah, music. Yeah, so you guys know I love my Banished-like games, Farthest Frontier, Timberborn, yep. all those games. I, yeah, the city builders. It's funny that it's my most played genre, even though it didn't hit a top time played. I got um, a Souls-like uh, Oh, yeah, you one. did. I think you got that from... Uh, Oh gosh, what did you? Um, I mean, lots of stuff. I played a lot of. What did I play? Well, this? oh, uh, Remnant Two. Was Remnant Two, yeah, that's a big one. Big contributor to that. Um, so, Bo, I got a question for you. You've got some higher yeah. percentages here. Twenty-five percent of your play time, Baldur's Gate Three. Yeah. Uh, Yaku- mean, put a, you put a shit of time into that. Yeah, yeah, you still are. Yakuza Like a Dragon, thirteen percent. You ripped through that. Bastard. Yes, I'm, I'm. I'm proud that I got back to the Yakuza series this year. It was my big. One of my big accomplishments. And I feel good to see War Tales at seven is your third top because I, you were always worried you weren't playing enough War Tales and it made well, the top you, three. If you look at my monthly breakdown, you'll see a lot of it was at the beginning of the year and the other game. Diablo 4 took over my life. 
during yeah. the race. Oh, that's right. That's not on and here, then, obviously. Then it was Like a Dragon. Then it was Baldur's. It's in my monthly, you'll see. But at the beginning of the year, I loved War Tales. I sunk a ton of time into it, and I've been playing again. War Tales is a fantastic video game. Oh, man. Look at this. Look at the yeah. month of August in Baldur's Gate for you. Yeah. And you oh. see that lull, like, in the <laughs> year where, like, March and, like, it, May, May and June, I play nothing? That's Diablo 4. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah the Diablo 4 gap. Yeah, and this shows Which, I mean, my... Diablo 4 is another great example of a game that we all sunk time into that's not going to be reflected here. Yeah, so. yeah. but uh, that's true. a big one I also want to note that didn't make the list, 7% of my playtime was um, the man who erased his name, the new Yakuza as well. Oh, which, um, oh right. That's the Which I one. think was a fantastic game that didn't get, I was, I was like, man, it didn't get nominated. Is it going to be an extra thing? That shit's going to get forgotten with whatever comes out. It's a really great, it's still overwhelmingly positive on Steam. It is a fantastic entry in the series. Yeah. So. Interesting. So you're, you've also got some par chat, par, 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 pie charts in here. Gorath played on yeah. more than one device. Uh, you played Windows and VR. Um, playtime, VR is a little sliver on your big giant pink ring. Yeah, so ninety eight percent playtime, and then two percent for Windows, two percent on VR. Yep. Uh, yeah, because and, you know I spent a lot of time in the Quest, and like Steam VR is a pain in the ass to set up. But you know, yeah. But, yeah. And this is exactly what I did, except mine was broken out to be a ton of game uh, Steam Deck. I had all kinds of Steam Deck and some Mac thrown in there. I have some Mac games I play on Steam. Um, so they were on there. Did you guys get a uh, longest streak, a longest daily streak? That's um, a fun one that shows you what games fell into that streak. Yeah, is it this? Uh, let's see. Yeah, there it is. The Revendon's longest streak, fifty-seven days. Steam's medium is five. Oh, yeah. Five days is Steam's medium. Mine's, medium. mine's twenty streak. Yeah, you got twenty. Uh, John got fifty-seven. Let's see. What did I do? These are hard. What games. I love is my list of games for during the streak because it'll tell you what you played during that time. One of these games I think I launched and didn't play because Age of Wonders is on there for me. Age of Wonders 4. And I have not played that. You just launched it and didn't play? I must have launched it and never messed with it. I love it. Also, I'm super happy because this is the appearance of the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're the only one that played it, too. So it's exclusive to your list. My, by the way, longest streak, 22 days. So... Isn't this crazy how the medium's like so low for mm-hmm. all like the Steam evangelists and stuff? Like, there's so many. I, I think there's play. probably yeah, there's probably just a lot of accounts where there's not a lot of activity. I mean, I think a lot of people I, probably have a Steam account. Mm-hmm. I just think it means that we're you know, uh, I don't want to say the word professional gamers because it sounds cringy, <laughs> but yeah, we are like you know. Capital G gamer, <laughs> like in terms of time, like we, we spend an above average amount of time playing video games, yep. and I wouldn't have it any other way. So, yep, I agree. It puts things into perspective because I assume everyone plays as much as I do, and that's a mistake. Yeah. Obviously, based on this, I should not be thinking that at all. I mean, yeah. both my parents have a Steam account, and they use it to basically launch Peggle or some golf game or, you know, stuff like that. Like it's not, you know, it's, they're not buying new games. They're not getting new games. They're playing one or two things. Like it's not, it's not that compelling, but they both have accounts. So they would theoretically still fall into this chart. My dad right now is playing dynamite deluxe. Yeah. I don't even know what that is, but he's playing it. 
Dynamite Deluxe. It definitely sounds like something I'd never want to know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Dynamite Deluxe. It sounds like a like a slot machine in Vegas or something. Dynamite Deluxe. Yeah. Uh, look at my Steam Deck numbers. This kind of surprised me. 166 games played, 374 sessions, 26% of all playtime was on my Steam Deck. Wow. That wasn't a full year, right? Didn't you have it? Didn't you get it part way through? I did. I got it through early or mid 2022. So apparently I am a, a successful transaction has been made. I like the Steam Deck. I think that's You're been a proven Steam out. Decker. My highest percentage of time on it, though, is goes to Diablo Four, which is funny because I that came later when I got the Steam version because I'd played mostly on on the other deal. But I loved I love having it in that thing so much and just taking it wherever I go that I was like I just bit the bullet and spent another forty nine bucks or whatever. Oh it was. shit! Yeah, I just learned something new. So you guys have Steam. I have a VR thing on mine. Apparently, the most the long most game I played on VR in Steam was Borderlands Two, which doesn't oh. surprise me because I was really addicted to it. Because like Two is phenomenal. Yeah. Two is like the, the the hallmark of that game. But I see here, oh, I played Portal Two in VR. It's got that listed, and that was a mod. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That I like modded it so I could play it in VR. Uh, but apparently, the Expanse Telltale game is available to play in VR. It's got the Expanse listed here. Oh, I didn't know, did that. You know that. I did not know that. I would have tried that. That seems neat. How though? Yeah. It's a third person. I guess you can still do VR. Well, the but... same way that uh, Hellblade. Hellblade isn't third person and it has native VR support. It just renders it in 3D and you get to see everything in 3D. But that's still kind of neat. <laughs> oh my so, gosh, my uh, list of games I played this year total. This is a lot. No, hold on. I go to the timeline view. I want to see a timeline of Scott's games. All right, here just we go. Just do the scroll. You don't have to. You don't have to comment on it. I just, won't. You know, this, just let's just scroll it and see it. There's January. Me. Still going. Still going. Good lord, January. See some winners in here. Stuff I love. There's February starting. Oh my gosh. Sorry, audio listeners. I know this is less visual for you, but. Uh, just trust us it's very big <laughs> paper please will show up in like nine places uh march is dyson sphere program is a big march month uh let's see another big one for march oh my gosh well, while you're searching through that i want to confirm that visually 18 percent of my playtime was with a controller and it marks here that um 96 percent of that game time was in yakuza games oh really wow. i actually have literally nice. <laughs> like, so that's literally the only game i really played the other one oh yeah was, that's uh, right it does tell game. you where your controller play is so 47 yeah. percent of my controller time was in wwe 2k23 because that game is like yakuza a pretty almost mandatory that you use a controller yeah. uh resident evil 4 uh starfield Jedi Survivor and Octopath Traveler were mm. all my big controller. Mine uh, were games. Cyberpunk, Dead Space, Power Wash Simulator, Resident Evil 4, and Shipyard. Uh, sh- sorry, Ship Graveyard 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you might think, hey, why isn't Shipbreaker on your list of controller things? It has great controller support. It does. But I was so um, trained on the keyboard way before the added support that I just I could never change it. So I just stayed with that. I've done it a few times, but you know, that, that thing, if I was to do last year's total time played, if I could go back and look at that, it would probably be, I think Shipbreaker got most of my time that year. And I'm sad about a few of the mentions that 
don't bubble up when you look at the monthly because I played Dead Space like the whole campaign in 2023. That's on here. I guess it's shortish, right? It's not super long. Yeah, I think it was probably a few days, like, but other games beat it out. Yeah. And then Midnight Suns, was, I was playing in January as well. Yeah, I'm sad Midnight Suns didn't pop up. I'm, I wish Cyberpunk could be reflected on my list, but I didn't play it in Steam. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it thankfully buried the little bit of time I got back in the Black Desert. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't want to see that again. You're good. You don't want to go back and reflect on your time in there. <laughs> But that, this list, even just the games I booted up and didn't really play that much. Yeah. Uh, didn't even bring up on the show because I do try things. And if it's kind of uneventful, there's no point in talking about it. It's just so weird. It's, it's just like a real stark reminder that in the ni- mid-90s when I would get a game, it was like there were maybe two games that month that mattered at all to anyone. And there, weren't, mm-hmm. there wasn't like all this stuff you could buy for 10 or 5 or free to play or, you know, none of this stuff existed. So... We just, we have, we live in the weirdest time when it comes to this. This was, this is, this is weird. I mean, like, I think that's part of the problem that we have where it's like, we're from that era. So when we see something awesome, we're like, we got to pick it up and we got to play it. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why these numbers are so high. kind of across the board is we're just so enamored with the embarrassment of riches that are, you know, easily accessible video games. Yeah, like it's hard to look at it. Like I said, I bought ten games <clears throat> last week, so I'm like, I need to fill up my library with a bunch of new stuff and be, you know, stuff I'm interested off my wish list. They were on sale, that kind of thing, right? And I still haven't gotten to them yet, but you know, I'm interested in all of them. So it doesn't show on the link, but if you go, at least if I go in Steam and look at my list in Steam, mm. one of the things I really liked about this list is the little text that it gave for mm. the titles that are on there. Yeah. So for example, right under WWE 2K23, it says, OMG CM Punk returned at Survivor Series, which is a big deal if you're a wrestling guy. (laughs) Um, Baldur's Gate 3 says, if you said you spent all that time in Act 1, we'd believe you. Uh, Final Fantasy 14, I absolutely love because it's clearly somebody wrote this who knew what's going on in that game. Next year, learn from the Scions, eat a taco, watch the butterflies go by, drink from a pineapple, and embark on a new adventure in Tural. Oh my lord. So... Like it's, I just like that flavor. Like it's clearly written by people who know what's going on with the video game. And, uh, I think they're cute, but for some reason it's not showing up in the link, mm. uh, when you click them. Cause I looked through my list and it didn't say anything like it, it was like, you played this video game. Yeah. Okay. I think they're slightly different. <laughs> you, you enjoyed video games today. Yeah. Right? I think, I think they've got more, maybe they just have more access to the real time data in the client versus the web thing. But, um, I do like this kind of data. It's just fun to see. It looks at your patterns, you know, makes me realize I'm not even paying attention to how many freaking games I load up. Like I'm, I just, I would have never guessed this. If you just said, Scott, how many games did you play in the year? And I would have said, Oh, maybe a hundred, not 400 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah. Dude. Your total was 400. Like the new games was 200. It's insane. Yeah. It's bananas. Like, yeah, the- you are, you are, more than Bo and I put together. You're 291 games. Okay, yeah, and we were not. We didn't. We don't. Charles, right? We don't even. Oh, yeah, I keep saying 400. 299 total. 195 were new. That part is surprising because I play a lot of older stuff. I go back. I like to dig into things from 2015 and you know finish out like, games. That's like 291 is almost a one game, one different game a day. Right? There's 365 days. 291. Like. You know, it's a lot. 
Goal for next year, man. Next year is the big the big year. Every day, one game per day or more. One that's the goal per day. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Look, I'm not gonna uh, do I, that's not this. me. That's clearly not how I play video games. No. Just like I'm not going to be like Scott. Next year is the year that you play through every like, RPG. I have to put it. I have to put an effort to, to accomplish what you accomplish. Sometimes I'll do a stream that's just like catching up all the games I didn't play, yeah. and I'm like, I said 30 minutes play and move on. And I barely get through the intro. 30 minutes goes by, and I'm like, well, I still haven't really tried it yet. Like, I don't know how you do it. I have to, like, put effort into, like, trying that many games. It's, it, you're just, like, easy as, easy as the breeze. I feel like if I handed this data to, like, uh, I don't know, a, a mental health professional, they would go, oh, well, this is ADHD. You've got to... <laughs> yeah, congrats. You'd get medication. Back. Yeah, just from that. This would let me go straight to the Smiths and get a prescription for Adderall I mean, or something. Do you feel that like after you try a game for two hours, you're like bored and no, like, not let's really. Say, not let's really. Say you play game one, right? It's Monday. Yeah. You play game one, and then Tuesday rolls around, and you're like, "Man, I enjoyed that game one yesterday. I'm like ten percent through it. Like, I want to play a few more levels." I definitely have. There's those a moment feelings. where you're like, "But there's another game that I haven't played." Like, <laughs> yeah. is that what ha- you're like? Oh, boring. Like, or is it? Just, no, I wanna- it's hard to explain. Like when I talk mm-hmm. about it on the show, like a game I really like, like I really like that Mars uh, logistics, whatever it is, that one. You know, you made me buy it. Do you tell me you only played it for thirty minutes? No, I'm like, gonna, I'm gonna keep at that one. That's one, <laughs> that's one that keeps coming up. That's one where I'm like, oh, I'm in the mood. Let's go. And then yeah. so that that does happen to me, and it happened today. With that freaking, um, what the hell's it called? Lethal Company, playing with John and and uh, the Grinding Gears guys because that game scratched a very specific itch. I didn't talk about it on the stream, but I'll I'll say this now about it, and, and we'll talk more about the game later. But Lethal Company very specifically gets into a loop that I'm a sucker for, and that I'm almost kind of pre-wired for, which is go to a place, find a bunch of shit, take it back to my ship make money from it, fly to the next one and rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you There's had a something hard, there. hardship, hardship, space breaker addiction, <laughs> space <this year>. breaker. <laughs> well, I did, but that was, you're thinking most last year was the big year for that one. That one I played oh, like a okay. mother, like oh. every day I played that you, game. You do have games that you like, I see you play a lot. So it's just like, I, I don't know. I think if I can give a unprofessional diagnosis of Scott, Please. I don't think it's like ADHD. Hmm. I mean, maybe I'm not going to say you don't have it, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think Scott just is like an arcade gamer. Like I think he treats the steam library the same, you same way you would treat an arcade when you walk into it. It's not, it, he's not sitting down to play a video game. Yeah. Like that's what, that's what I do. I, yeah. I mean, he's not. The, he's not. The I sat down <laughs> to play this video game. Right. Like that's why I'm at my computer. I'm doing this. I think Scott is like, all right, let's game. I'm gonna play something. What am I in the I'm mood for? Play this. Yeah. What What's this like? Okay, this is a thing. All right, I'm gonna move on to something else. What's this? All right, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna do this. Yeah. So he's not the, the the butthole. You know when there's a spread at a family gathering and it's got cold cuts, cheese, and crackers. Yeah. Yeah. And some butthole just eats all the meat and eats the cheese and crackers. <laughs> Scott's not that guy. He takes a cracker, no, cheese, and a, That's and right. And I do do that. Meat. No, you know what, John? I think you're onto something. And part of it is I was raised in arcades. My dad owned multiple arcades, and, and we had these machines in the house. And, and, and it meant that a basement had, I don't know, at least six to eight stand-up or cocktail sit-down actual arcade games. And so I could go a round of Pac-Man and then move over to 
battle zone for a minute, go play missile command for a little bit, have a little donkey Kong. Why not? Like that was my junior high, uh, an earlier life. And I, I really do think there's something to that. Like I, I see it as like, Ooh, so many experiences. What am I in the mood for just like a quick fix on? Okay. That's cool. That's fun. And there are games where I go really deep and, and, and long and, and I'll stop using those words cause it's getting dirty, but I can get really into them and I'll go really long into them for a long time. But more often what happens is I want a taste of this. I want a taste of that. And because of what we do and what I've been doing for as long as I've been doing it, the fact that I can get codes or that there are things so cheap, you know, that you can get these experiences for 15 bucks or whatever. You're not spending 49 bucks to see if you like it. And in a situation like that, if I do spend 49 and I don't like it, I'll return it because I won't get two hours out of it. But there's plenty of games where, you know, I'll just keep returning to them or I'll come back later to finish them. Or like the Mad Max game from 2015, I beat that game entirely. I 100%ed that game. And it's not just because it's Mad Max themed. I just think it's genuinely a really good open world game. And once in a while, that'll happen. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I walk in and I see the flashing lights and I go, ooh, Tekken. Let's go play Tekken. Okay, that's fun. We played Tekken for an hour. Let's go, no, now let's go put some quarters into Mortal Kombat and do another fighting game. Okay, I'm, I don't want to do fighting anymore. Let's get a Sega driving game. Like I do kind of approach it that way. I've never thought of this before. So you might be on to something. I don't know. But anyway, uh, if you uh, have your own of these out there and you're seeing some weird numbers, we'd love to hear what yours say. Uh, so send those yeah, in, will you? Especially if they're weird. Yeah, weirder the better. Core, uh, talk to the core Although, at gmail.com. Uh, actually, yeah. actually, people have been sharing them in the core chat, as we should shout that out. Um, in the D- Discord, the core sub chat, in the Frog Pants Discord. Yeah. Um, there have been people who've been sharing that out. Uh, I have, so now I got my bone. Can I take my bone out? Hey, take your bone out. Let's look at it. So um, it's your bone. Yeah. So let's I, see your bone. And it's not just with steam. It's just, it's an overall bone with these recaps. Uh, 2023 is not over. Mm, it's true. I don't, the, 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 the picky nerd in me is like, yo, it's December. Like I still have two weeks to go. Like, give me, <laughs> give me my data in 2024. Like, uh, the tax man is not going to let me just pay tax on 95% of the tax year. They want me to count all 100% of the time. Yeah. I don't see why uh, my recap is given to me a month early. <laughs> this is coming from the same guy that was convinced he knew exactly how long BlizzCon was going to be because people had to take a lunch. Mm. And now the concept of people who want, who want to put this together wanting a winter vacation, but it was like, unacceptable. The year's not over. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they can what? give it to me like in January or February. It doesn't, like you know, it's no rush. That's true. Right? They want to get it in that, though while everyone's That's fair. Pipes. You know what? That's not, fair. Yeah. It's like, we better get it to them before Santa comes. It's like, what has it got to do? It's a recap. You're missing data from the recap. Yeah, that's true. Why are we right? And that's not just Steam. It's like Spotify. I'm like, guys, the year's not over. Yeah. I mean, even I kind of get irritated with award shows that do it. You know, that's but oh, that definitely annoys me because there's been stuff since they'll be very picky about that because they'll make sure Mad Max or Mad Max, uh, Max Payne 2 gets in, which it deserved to be, by the way. I'm not saying it shouldn't. Oh, Alan Wake 2, but yeah, Max or Alan Wake. What did I say? Max Payne? (laughs) Shit. Alan Wake too. Yeah, I get it. You know why? It's because I've seen that guy on everything since that show. Uh, The the guy that's Max Payne's face. Um, Yeah. His name. Sam Lake. Yeah, Sam Lake. And so I just think of that every time. But anyway, that thing deserved to be on there. But there were things since then 
or even around the same time, they got no mention at all that were big deals. I don't know why. I guess there is a certain window where you can kind of expect the big stuff to happen, but I don't know. It's a little weird. It's a little but, narrow. You know, I mean, it's that's like if you're with the Olympics and you're doing the 100-meter dash and they decided at 80 meters, and we know who wins. Hmm. It's like the guy in the lead could drop dead from a heart attack and he didn't win. Yeah. Sad that he passed away, like not, you know, but he didn't win. The person who crosses the line first wins. You yeah. got to run the race till the end. So, yeah, you know, the pedant in me is like, guys... Excuse me, 2023 is not over yet. Yeah. There's, there's technically two more weeks and my data isn't accurate when I share it with my friends. <laughs> I'll tell you it I'll tell you the part that bugs me is I I weirdly don't care if it was capturing all the data. Um this is more for the award show. Like if you say like okay, our our cutoff because we have to judge this and produce this is this date. Okay, well then the awards next year need to start from anything that's released from that date on. Um, but like you can even see in the FAQ for the steam one, it's like, we consider everything from January 1st to December 14th. Yeah. So there really are like, there's just dates missing. Mm. Like there's just data that's just not going to ever be reflected or a part of it. And I guess it doesn't matter because who cares what you did at the end of 2023 at the end of 2024, but yeah. it irks me that it doesn't line up at least. Yeah. Well, this data as interesting as it is. We'll see how much it matches up with our discussion next week where we tell you our favorite stuff of the year. And it's going to be, you're going to get our game of the year from each of us, maybe multiple games per year or of the year, but you're also going to get some weird categories. We're going to have some fun with it. And uh, it won't just be us gushing about Baldur's Gate 3 all episode like some people fear. Okay. No, my my other categories are all Baldur's Gate related. <laughs> favorite pop companions of Baldur's Gate of the year. Oh, I got some not quests one. of Baldur's Gate of the year. Yeah. Favorite Baldur's Gate that came out this year. Yeah. Do you guys know who my favorite NPC uh, wearing nothing but a diaper is this year? No. I would assume Yakuza, well, but tune in to find out. Uh. <laughs> Hey, I think we have a real quick here. This is an aside, but we may have an answer to how, what we can expect from the kick folks that we're now streaming to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah check exactly. out this one. We saw somebody we named saw. cinnamon says you can be my quick fix on baby. I want a taste of you. What does it nice. look like here? That's, what do you think we're doing? What is this? That's nice. That's <laughs> this nice. is why I said I'm nervous about streaming a quick. It's, like, it's a compliment. Yeah, sure. Definitely a compliment. a compliment. Yeah, they're it definitely may, it not makes here. Me, it makes people super comfortable when they're like, I want to lick you. you <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, look, you know, like, there's people, there's a lot worse things someone could want to do to you than lick you. That's true. Murder you. Don't you don't need to let them. Just because someone wants to doesn't mean you have to let them. No, I'm not letting people them. want to do a lot of things. Yeah, I ain't like, letting no kick, you know, no kick person I'd rather someone me. say you look tasty than, you know, like, going to. I just feel like they're on the wrong channel. Like, you don't yeah, want to yeah, lick yeah. any of us. None of us taste good. Get out of here. What do you want? Know. They might they might be into, you know, homely, early 30s, early 40, late 30s, early 40 guys. Maybe. Like, maybe know. they're, maybe what's, maybe we're the new, uh, I don't know. What's, don't yuck somebody's yum. <laughs> you know, let them dream about licking you if they want. And, you know, <laughs> do their thing. Uh, Tezra Dynamite in the chat says it pretty well. He says, Scott is the guy who goes to a buffet and eats some of everything. Yeah. That that's that's that is me. I don't ever focus. I don't go to a buffet and go, all right, I'll see you guys later. It's all shrimp and steak for me. I don't do that. Yeah, when I do that, making a Chinese food casserole is one of the best parts of a buffet. Oh, that is good, isn't it? That's I, good I'm right a now. sample everything at the buffet, guys. That's yeah. not how I play video games, but that is how I buffet. Yeah. 
They should make a streaming service called lick.com. Anyway. Uh, that, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> does it exist? I it probably does. look it up for you, but I'm like, you know, maybe I don't feel like it. It probably I exists. I, 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 I got no enough Pornhub for one day. Uh, oh, join hey, our, no. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, Lick.com is a wallpaper website. Lick.com? Okay, I'm going. Yeah. I'm going yeah. right now. It's actually uh, SFW. I thought you were going to trick me. You're right. Uh, I should have. That would have been great, but I was actually genuinely surprised that it was not a porn site. Oh, yeah. They it sell may still, yeah, paper. It may still be full of spyware and shit. I don't know if it's safe to navigate, but... No, they're, these are thing. legit. They sell wallpaper, paints, uh, uh, kits for rolling, brushing, decorating to us, like home improvement crap. Are they sure they're happy calling their product <laughs> Lick? I think it's just an amazing domain that they're lucky to own, I suppose. Well, this. it's English. Oh, look, there's even a combo. Lick X Heinz mash. Come on. You These can guys pay are trying good to be money so- for a Lick X Heinz, depending <laughs> on where you are in the world. They're trying to be so cool by using the X to mash up wallpaper with Heinz ketchup. My God. Yeah. Cringe. Find your favorite lick samples. Oh, mm. Hang on, I found lick tools. It's one word, lick tools. Yep, lick tools. I can name, how many lick tools can you name off the top of your head? I can name one. Uh, roller, paint roller, mini roller, uh, uh, carpenter's tape, uh, okay. paint tray. Uh, you haven't taken mine yet, amazingly. Br- uh, bristle brush. Man, you're nailing a lot of them. I want to think uh, there's an extension pole here. Okay, I've got one tongue. There it is. Got it. Whoa. You don't want to put paint on hey. your tongue. No, I said licking tools. <laughs> you want to put paint on your tongue, not paint. Yeah. I yeah. didn't say yeah. painting tools. I said That's true. I said licking tools. I went I went literal and named all these stupid objects on this screen. That's what I did. Yeah, you're Look, right. You know, however you want to eat is fine. Putty it's knife, fine. you forgot. Putty knife pretty essential. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Uh, well, look, what I want people to do is go to our Discord and share your stuff about your, not just your Steam usage, but this whole conversation about well, how do you game and how did you do it this year? And is it different than it used to be? And remember yourself 10 years ago. Have you changed a lot in that regard? I want to hear all that stuff. Go to frogpants.com slash Discord and hop in. The core runs right there. You'll find it. All right. We're going to talk about the games we played. All together, we played the finals. Uh, Tuesday, we had a little yeah, multiplayer fun. And Finally. I loved that. I had so much Finally. fun in there. Great time. Yeah, yeah, great time was had. And um, I think that game Scott is rad. tried to resurrect me with a gun. Yep. I, I tried to resurrect me with made, a pyro grenade. Yep. Maybe my favorite clip I've ever been shared as Scott going, hold on, hold on. It's not working. It's not working as he just aims a gun at my dead body's trophy. Yeah, the game is I, very manic, and if you don't have the muscle memory, I'm feeling a little sympathetic because it is a pretty, you know. Yeah, it's a little twitchy, and I'll get used to it, But and I already am more than I was, but it, it, it really throws you at first, and all I'd had is really like one game before we played together. So uh, excuses aside, it was still pretty funny uh, yeah. that moment. If you would go find it in the VOD, you're, you're welcome to. But um, it is a really, really fun new twist on what at first seemed on the surface like, I don't know, here's another Apex Legends style thing, or here's a game that's a lot like, you know, other squad-based multiplayer games. Uh, I think the traversal and the combination of a couple of things, the traversal and the destructibility of the environments, in uh, the tools in which you can do that and create chaos at capture points and that sort of thing really set it apart and make it 
ridiculously fun. I'm like all in on this thing. I love this game. Yeah, it's, it's like not a milsim by any stretch. Like the guns feel like they, I mean, realistic. You know, they handle well. They aim very well. They feel nice. Mm-hmm. You could almost mistake it for like, oh, it's a military game. They got military weapons. They're named letters and numbers that make them sound like they're based on real world guns. Right. But nothing else about the game is realistic by any stretch. No. You pick up objects, and when you fling them, they fire like rockets. I don't know what you're using. They just <laughs> magically fire out of your hand for no good reason. Yep. That's amazing. The whole, the whole place is like a giant holodeck inside of a big arena yeah. where people are watching you kill each other uh, like a big game show. You have destructible uh, locations that are like ramps into places and uh, what do you call them? Um, bridges. I don't know why that word is hard. Um, but yeah, you're, you're just creating chaos and you have no fall damage. Like you can jump as far as you want as, you know, or fall as far as you want and you're going to be fine. Um, it's a weird combination of things, but I really had a good time with this. Basically what it seems to be serving. is like, uh, just, you always need to have high energy things happening all the time. Yeah. Even like one of my favorite parts is just like startling you. Not that I enjoyed startling you, but like. Because I just like to pick up the barrels and throw them on the way to things just because it's fun to pick them up and blow up walls. And I'd shoot them in front of you guys and you wouldn't expect it. You go, oh, shit. <laughs> like I keep blowing <laughs> shit up around you. And I'm like, yeah, you know, this, this game's just fun. Like the world's re- – what's that uh, word? Reactivity? Oh, uh, There's yeah. a lot of reactivity in the world just throwing shit and shooting shit. And you yeah. can punch windows. You can – slide through little holes you you know like there's just a lot you can kind of do but it's all in the service of being press w and shoot things yeah um it's got this kind of the speed franticness and sort of uh control point nature of something like um counter-strike but it's got aspects of it i think are kind of overwatchy other aspects that remind me of something like apex like the way you move and the way you slide team fortress yeah like all that stuff and then it's wrapped in this very beautiful Unreal 5.2, you know, engine thing that just looks insane. Um, beautiful game. The fire looks great. I love a game that has good fire in it. And, like, I think the big draw, even though it's, like, it can be hard tactically, I just love... So you've seen firsthand now just how destructive the buildings can be, right? Mm-hmm. You can drop a whole house. If an objective's in a house, you can just collapse the entire house into complete rubble. Yeah. And I find it very satisfying to do that. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I just feel like more games, from, you know, you talk a lot about Red Faction. Not that it's a game I played a lot, but by reputation, I knew it was a game that featured destructible environments. And I know that, I remember, I think you were talking about a final score even a long time ago. And um, it just felt like, yeah, well, shouldn't, if as games get better, like weapons should be more realistic. We should stop having indestructible trees and walls. And that just hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. So just from an innovation standpoint, like I really respect the fact that, you know, a team of developers took on a project and said, no, shit's going to break in our game. Like imagine running through dark tide and things, the walls blow up when you threw explosives or name the game, like how, you know, call of duty might feel like more of a crazy military shootout if you're fighting in rubble because 500 IEDs went off while you're playing it. Like feels like, you know, Innovation and in games have really progressed along the graphics and live service aspects, I guess. But um, little things like this are just like, I find them, I find it momentous. I feel mm-hmm. like if we're going to have big blow up games, then more than just the enemy should blow up. Like we need, we need the, 
environments to blow up. I don't think it's going to serve all games. I know Final Fantasy XIV is probably not going to be a lot of fun when uh, the Elf Village gets blown up because too much PvP was happening or something. You know, it's right. it's not going to be in every no, game. No, but it has its place, yeah. and it's it definitely makes it interesting. I mean, you know, like we we didn't. We didn't perform great if your metric is winning matches, but like the game's destructibility gives you other like milestones to celebrate. You know, like we we might all die, but look at that building. It fell down. You know, like that isn't that great? You know, isn't isn't that wonderful how we, you know, jumped through that wall or fell through the ceiling or tore this entire place down? Like yeah. Yeah. That yeah. it, it kind of gives you something else to celebrate, regardless of how you're performing on the battlefield. And I think that that's a a good quality in a shooter is if there are ways that you can feel like you're doing something, even if you're not necessarily winning. I think that's the mark of a good shooter. Yeah, and they seem to be pretty focused on updates and improvements and listening to the community. And they they had a big patch for anti cheat stuff the other day, and it seems like they're. They're in it to win it. They wanna, they wanna have a big hit here. So, I'm kind of in for the ride. Sorry, Bo, you're gonna, you're gonna say something. No, oh, I was gonna say. I also appreciate the the destructibility really usurps, like all the, uh, you know, four or six, three sixty no scope dudes like mm-hmm. exist in a world where their floors are stable. That's why they can get off so many headshots, right? All these like headshot dudes all of a sudden can't be good at the game because. It's like, oh, you see them coming. Well, see four of the ground and just make them drop to the floor. They can't shoot you. Like, there's like all kinds of ways to disrupt those kinds of players, which I also like quite a bit. Yeah, it's just awesome. Like, you know, here, take your play style and stuff it. <laughs> it's, it's, there's, it's, there's the satisfaction I, I have with it. I had so much fun. I bought two battle passes in a row because the first time I didn't actually buy the battle pass. I just bought the stupid fake currency to buy it and then forgot that that's how that works for all video games ever. And then played for a while, bought some extra stuff, thinking I had extra money. I didn't. And then I went, oh, I don't have the battle pass. Shit, let's go uh, spend another ten dollars. Ecosystem, and then you got to click buy from the game. Yeah, yeah. which I went back We've and did, and there. it's all fine now. But yeah. I was I was irritated by that. Um, yeah, the finals is great. We will play more of this, I think, uh, in a rotation. We're trying to play more often. Tuesdays right now are looking like our kind of happy happy stream time. Uh, moving forward, although, well, well, I guess we'll see this week. I, I don't mind playing the day after Christmas. So if you guys are around, we should play no, Tuesday. I, I yeah. don't mind. We'll see. Play we'll see games. how it goes. But I think, you know, finals and I think there's another contender now. Yeah, dude. Be vying for some time. Let's talk about it. Lethal Company. Everybody on the and their dog has been playing this and streaming this except us. So now we're finally in. Um, today we played it with my our, me and John's first time playing this with Kyle and Garrett for their charity stream, which, by the way, killed it. They did an amazing job with their charity stream today. Grats to them uh, and what they raised for the Extra Life Child's Network, Children's Network thing. Um, we played Lethal Company, which is, if you're not familiar with it, uh, it's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> you're just you're a bunch of spacemen in a really shitty-looking graphical world that actually works on uh, works in its favor somehow, which really surprised me, this game. And you uh, go on missions, and on those missions, you do kind of phasmophobia-style stuff, except I, I, I like this loop better, because phasmophobia yeah. is all about, ooh, ghosts and scare. I mean, it's meant to be a, a horror sim- simulator for you and your friends. This has those elements, but it's also kind of a Nostromo simulator. It's kind of a 
shoot, we shouldn't have come here when it was flooded simulator. Good Lord, you got to watch the VOD for that mess. <laughs> yeah, we really underestimated the danger of flooding. We were like, yeah, it's some water. It's yeah, oh, I saw that. I was, I was, I had it on the second screen. I was doing other things, but I would get my attention pulled every time. Scott went, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Big guy, big guy, big guy, big yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'd have those moments of like f- complete freak out, but then there was a lot of just being strategic and you go get this and don't let your batteries run it on your flashlight and and if you get enough stuff, we can pay to move on to the next bit. And it's roguelike in a way, um, more than those other games, I think, because, I don't know, it just feels like when you when we finally got ejected from the ship because we lost, that felt like a natural progression of a proper roguelike, but not in a very traditional way. It just felt like I was playing a very different game. And well, there's no carryover either. No, just like a, just like an original roguelike. Like it, it, yeah. it absolutely like you lose everything. Those nice flashlights we had that sounded so nice. They're gone. They're in space now. Yep. And this uh, it was all for, it was all for nothing. It was that's all right. For, you can't ever win with the company. And it also uh, has that that fun that fun VoIP dynamic where you guys, uh, you know, if someone dies, like they're far away and they go, oh shit, then they get cut off and. Oh, it's easily the most fun I've had. And I've only, again, I only played today, but easily the most fun I've had with proximal audio. Like lots of games try to do this well. I think they do different degrees of succeeding, but this is the one Um, for a bunch of reasons. I like walking into a room and all our voices are echoing now because we're in a cavernous space. Yeah, the way they do the audio design for inside rooms and outside and stuff like that is really cool. It really makes you feel like you're there. Like it's... Um, the closest thing, like, and I don't know, maybe I'm just, you know, maybe I'm a bit of an audio person with this, but like, I, it almost feels like the way, the way you feel or the way Bo talks about VR, like it's amazing how just going into a tiny space and having, having the audio and the sound echo, like we were in a tiny space immediately put me there. Like this game doesn't look ultra realistic, but the fact that it sounded like we were in this tinny metal tiny room and yeah. that that's how our voices sounded in that room immediately made me go, oh, I'm immersed and I'm I'm here, even though it looks ridiculous and stupid. It does look dumb. The way you run, it's so dumb and I love it. I don't want them to ever change the run animation. I want to keep <laughs> the this. The run animation. So the pointing and the dancing and all that dumb shit should always stay. They should lean into this aesthetic because... You know, some might look at this and go, what is this like first run, like first pass? They're going to tweak all this up. Please don't make it this low res looking PlayStation one almost garbage because the vibe is real in this game and it fits it. It perfectly fits the game. And we got to play this. Three of us got to play this. We got to play. The only thing I'm worried about is those spiders, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did deal with a spider pretty yeah. early in our run. Yeah. Uh, it apparently jumped on me and scared everybody else, and I just was like, "Oh, I guess we're running." Yeah. Um, but it's uh, oh, it's a super cool game. Like, what a they really did take the um, the phasmophobia <laughs> thing and just get to a new level with it. Yeah. So so just Scott, for the audio listeners, Scott puts previews of the videos right as yeah. we're playing, and yeah. there's no audio. And it's just funny the way, like, you turned your flashlight on, there was a shape, and all the four weird <laughs> men are run animation out of there. And there's like, it's like, it's, <laughs> you're all like panicking so hard as you run, and it looks so funny. Yeah. Like, cool. That's the other thing. It's this thing is a, to watch, it's a but. humor, it's a humor generator. 
I don't know if that's by accident. I don't know if these guys are geniuses. It does seem like they stumbled upon this in a weird kind of way. It's only 10 bucks and they've sold so many. They've made, they have made many millions of dollars on this thing and they're, they're servicing it and they're doing great stuff with updates. Um, I, I have seen it's a one guy team. Oh, is it one dude? Oh my gosh. That's insane. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, so, good for him. That's so mind blowing. It's so amazing. Yeah, and it like the loop is good and it's fast. It almost feels too fast, but I think that's to the game's credit. Like you, it makes it feel like you've done a lot, even you know, even if it's you, know, you just spent five ten minutes in it. Yeah. Like I was shocked at how quickly we go into a place and you know we would have Kyler Garrett saying we gotta get moving. It's almost time. Yeah. And it's like, well, we just got here, you know, like it's yeah. really a game that's meant to be kind of speedy, which is good because it, it keeps you rushing and not paying too close attention to the dangers. Mm-hmm. So you can still have amazing moments like, hey, watch out for that mine. What mine? Bam. No Scott and Garrett, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> that was a real dumb moment today. That was amazing. Yeah, that was my that was the funniest. I'm I'm sad I wasn't the one streaming it because. When Kyle said, watch out for that mine, I saw the mine and I swung wide and I turned and I literally watched Scott go what mine and step on it. I had the I had the perfect view of it. In fact, I was worried I was too close to it. I thought it was going to get me too. I was so close. Yeah. And uh, this game is just it's just a fun, a fun little game where you can mess around and it. You know, because you lose everything so easily, because I think there's an inevitability that you're going to you're going to fail, like the quotas escalate so much that eventually you're just not going to keep up with them and you're going to lose one way or another. It kind of gives you this general sense of, well, it doesn't really matter. We'll just goof around. Yeah, it's have some fun. Exactly. There's even there's moments in this thing that remind me of why I like fetch questing so much. A lot of people hate that. I love it. I love games that tell me I need to go get a thing. This game is all about me going and getting shit. Oh my gosh, that creature. I hate that thing. Um, it, and it keeps, and it wants us to keep doing it until we have enough to pay our way and then go to the next planet and do it again. That fits right into a solo play thing I love already to be able to do that with friends and have that all work and have these manic moments of insanity. It's too good, dude. It's so much fun. Oh, that's the spider jumping on you. Yeah, there it is. Big, yeah, that's where I died too. You didn't check the ceiling. That thing is gross, dude. Why did it? <laughs> it's all there fleshy. There is an arachnophobia mode. I don't know what it does, but there is an arachnophobia mode in the options. I saw it. Oh, okay. So yeah, you can all turn right. it off. So it's like I think it's bad because they sort of did a good job, but it's sort of janky and it just has this like crazy horror to its movement oh it's janky as hell think you know the game actually uh, quite literally reminds me and i saw it recently again so it kind of you know was fresh in my mind but it reminds me of the thing big time john carpenter's the thing yeah. the yeah. creatures are thingy the um the fact that you're out and like sometimes out in the snow on some place that looks totally foreign to you and everyone's well, gone the, the alien isolation not the video game but that isolation horror of yeah. like you're on a ship you can't get out or you're in a submarine you can't get out and yeah. Something's horrifying is trapped in there with you. Yeah. And you've got to just make money and get the company happy. Is that and- true? What? I'm sorry. I just saw, I don't mean to interrupt, but that is too funny. The arachnophobia mode just replaces the spider with the word spider. Shut up. <laughs> so, really? 
Yeah, it's not like it's not going to turn it into a weird ball or anything <laughs> like that. Just the model is now going to say spider and you're going to get chased by the word spider. That's, That's great. Hilarious. That's freaking great. I love that. Although well, I want to try it now. Maybe we'll try it Tuesday or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I don't sleep on this game. It's 10 bucks. It's nothing. If you have some friends, even two of you, it'd be fun. I mean, obviously get a four stack if you can get it. But if, if that's possible, then I could probably play it in VR. If it's like Phasmophobia and has a VR mode. I don't know if it does or not. I mean, obviously with one dev, who knows? But I, I, this seems like it'd be a riot in VR to me. Yeah. Like yeah, legitimately interesting. Uh, and here's the funny thing. As someone who gets freaked out by horror games, this game does not freak me out. When when something bad happens and a spider's after us, I'll freak out and scream. But all the lead up and like the exploration and stuff, I don't get all full of anxiety about that like I do in horror games. You seem pretty freaked out when I watched you. Well, that's what I'm saying. Sure. Only only when the shit goes down does do I get into my normal. Oh, mode. you mean in the middle? Yeah, phasmophobia yeah. has definitely tension where you're just like, yeah, that I can't is it do. In the room with that. me, <laughs> like I, it might be here and it's not aggressive, but I still don't like I, that it's near me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna say something weird. I think this game is scarier than Phasmophobia. See, I see, I couldn't do. Like I, there is something about and and like again, that kind of comes back to audio. Like I don't think this game was super scary. Like I didn't. I'm not gonna say like this game like freaked me out in any major way. But what I did find very unnerving. Which, you know, I don't get super freaked out in games all that often. So maybe just being unnerved stands out more. When all of a sudden I'd turn and I'd spend too much time looking at something. And then I'd turn around and I couldn't see or hear you guys anymore. Oh, yeah, that that's a bad feeling. That genuinely unnerved me. And I realized, you know, I've been following and I haven't been paying attention to where we are. And now I'm genuinely lost. (laughs) That unnerved me so it Uh, wasn't really like a fear of the monsters or the jump scares or anything like that it was more just like the i'm with friends we're having a good time we're oh i'm alone i'm all by myself and i have no idea where to go to get out mm -hmm. to proceed Uh, and the worst is like because it did happen where it's like and i don't have a flashlight so i can't see because i was following the person with the flashlight and now I'm just in the dark by myself. Oh my god. Calling and hoping someone hears me. That's like, funny. That was unnerving to me, but um I I just think the game's great. And again, that speaks to the audio design. Uh, but I did remember my favorite thing that happened this stream, which was I killed Scott unintentionally <laughs> on the turn in planet. Yeah. Because I kept ringing the bell to have the guy come get the stuff, even though the stuff had already been retrieved. And poor Scott is hanging out there looking like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And I rang it and I heard a roar and I immediately ran and Scott's still standing there like, what's going to happen? He got grabbed and eaten. Yeah. Big old tentacle monster got me and uh, (laughs) got me in a real moment. It was it was something. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's rad, uh, Bo. You'll love this. I think you'll love. Yeah. This. Well, now that there's an arachnophobia mode, I'm I'm all in. All I, right. I was a little the spiders are really freaky in that, and uh, I'm glad it's. Someone in the chat uh, says there's a mod to, that where the game records snippets of audio from you and your other players, and then plays them later to confuse you to think that someone's behind you or they're still alive or whatever. That sounds insane. 
I, I mean, that's cool. I feel like that should be an enemy. I think it would be a really cool enemy type because I know like you can do a guy in the truck or a guy on the ship sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I think it would cool enemy would be someone that looks like you that maybe plays audio from your conversation mm-hmm. coming into the ship and yep. like not not being a safe place necessarily for the ship guy. Uh, I think that would be fun. There's, I think there's a lot of ways they can expand this and make this, you know, like either a sequel or just new content for it. But this game is amazing. Yeah. This game's really, really good. And it's ugly beautiful. It's hard to explain what that is, but I love I love the look of it. <laughs> and I was worried about that. Now, here's the, by the way, there's, there's the spider word. There's yeah. the clip of the spider. Spi- yeah, that's much better. Yeah, you don't mind getting chased by a word, right? That's fine. I mean, it's meant to be a scary game. That's fine. It's this is yeah. I think it'd still kill you though. Holy shit! Yeah. Um. All right. There you go. Uh. Final thing that was multiplayer. Oh, and I want to say I'm glad it was worth uh, me getting ditched. By the way. Oh yeah. Where'd you go? You had something. Uh, the no. Well, the original plan was to play hardcore WoW, but apparently I'm the only one with hardcore WoW character because Kyle's died. I guess Gareth still has his. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel bad about it. I just thought it was hilarious. No oh, was like, that's no, funny. No one was like, by the way, Bo, we're not hardcore rating today. <laughs> uh, hardcore du- dungeoning today. That's oh, cool. man. Your poor little dwarf had nowhere to go. I understand. Yeah, it's okay. I've kind of abandoned hardcore too. It's not, I, got, I feel nothing about it. I just wanted to make a joke. Yeah. You said that last week about how maybe you're, you've had the experience in there and maybe you're done. I'm just pl- I'm playing enough classic WoW. I don't need to do it 50 times over. So. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we played that is uh, mutually playable, that uh, more than one of us played, was House Flipper 2. John picked it up, and uh, after my discussion about it last week, I raved about it last week and said it was good, and they fixed a lot of the issues I had with the first game. I stand by that. And I have. this is easily where I spent most of my time this week. I've been playing a lot of House Flipper I am earning money. I am unlocking perks like a wild man. I've almost got my full perk tree done uh, where I filled every slot. I uh, got a couple that are still hanging on. And uh, I'm, I'm auctioning houses. I'm making big money. I got all the tools now. Uh, boy, when you upgrade some of them, it's a life changer. Like the painting thing, being able to just freelance paint instead of having to mark it all first. That's a huge one. Anyway, John... You're you're the one that picked it up and decided to give it a, a swing. A fan of the original game. What did you think of my current chorecore uh, uh, obsession? Yeah, I was very much on the fence last week. You all might remember me saying that I watched the preview and my reaction to seeing the ad for House Flipper Two was, "Oh no, they ruined House Flipper." Yeah. Um, and I'm happy to say that is not the case. Uh, I think House Flipper Two is awesome. I think it's awesome in a different way. Like to me, this feels almost like a game that can easily coexist with the game that is already there. It doesn't feel like, you know, when they do a new The Sims, yeah, uh, it feels like you're there for either you're either there early for the graphical improvements or you're there late for the new everything when it's all added. This doesn't feel like that. This doesn't feel like iteration it just feels different um and i think it feels different in a good way like in fact it it seems different enough that multiple times even though i had already looked this up and i knew it to be true i was like is house flipper the game that i played like (laughs) it just feels different enough that you're like 
maybe it isn't. Maybe this isn't the game that I played. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this is something different. Uh, the only thing that I didn't necessarily love about this game, like, honestly, I love everything about this game. Uh, vacuuming is still the worst chore, but it's not as bad as it used it's to be. It's definitely better. So yeah. it's the worst by a very small margin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought I was going to hate the trash because I just saw so many clips of people picking up a ton of trash and having to tie a bag and then taking the bag outside and throwing it at a trash can. I was like, that's not a mini game I wanted, hmm. but it's actually like really satisfying and really done well. And uh, I think trash is actually one of my favorite things to pick up in this game. Um, <laughs> so kudos to them. Yeah, uh, it's one. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, also, the like wiping surfaces down is ridiculous. It's so much like, better than it it's used to like. Be. Oh, there's graffiti on the wall, and you go over and you go, and it's, it's gone it's, like it's, from it's, the entire wall, and you're like, wow, this is magic. Yeah, they just um, made that but, feel good, and and the spray. I love the new spray thing because the spray thing's great. Yep, and I've got it unlocked where I have no delay, so all I have to do is just. I can. I look at a broom that's just disgusting and just, and then clean it in seconds. It's amazing. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's so good because like in the early days of like chore core, you got the impression that maybe people thought nobody's going to want to play this type of game. Yeah. So what they did is they made it very difficult to play. Yeah. Like that uh, that viscera cleanup crew is a really good example. I love the idea of that game, um, and I would I really hope they do a sequel one i do day too and learn like, some stuff yeah I agree. yeah because like i went to play that because i was just like oh you know what i've played so many of these chore core games i think i'll really like this i need to give this a try and i tried it and i was like this plays awful i hate so much about how this game plays mm-hmm. because again i think they leaned into this notion of like well we don't think people are going to want to do basic mundane chores so we have to gamify it by making it hard and difficult to do basic things. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I feel like House Flipper figured out was, no, people just want to do this and you should make it as easy as possible to do it. Mm-hmm. And that is what sets this apart from the others is by being so, uh, so approachable, you get to spend more time having fun with it than trying to fight controls and th- things like that. Yeah, I um, agree. So the only complaint I have about it is sometimes it can be a little bit vague about what it wants you to do. Um, I had, uh, it didn't happen a lot. Like I've played through almost all of the story quests at this point. Story. (laughs) Yeah. Story. Not much of a story, but Um, yeah. But I've played through almost all of the all of the main quests in the game. Uh, I have technically beaten it and seen credits, but you can do some non-linear business, so I haven't done them all. Um, and there were times where it was like I went to every room in the house and I checked the thing and I had every quest complete and I was at like a bee's dick away from three stars <laughs> oh. and bees just n- no indication of what I needed to do to get that final star. Mm. And so I feel like it is most of the time very good at being clear at what you should do, but sometimes it isn't. And uh, so it's been a bit of a frustration when I hit the sometimes it isn't, but overall uh, this game has just been a relaxing joy to play. Like, it, it's a great put something on the other screen, zone out, 
and just do do this while you're doing it and it has it has just been relaxing and zen so yeah i can't recommend this game enough i you know i was worried they ruined house flipper they didn't no it's, it's fantastic i think they I, and I agree with you the whole thing about they didn't necessarily make house flipper better they made they made a another game that is in its own right better it's hard to explain what you were trying to say earlier about how it's not really a sequel in this traditional sense. It's not just iterated upon. It's almost like they went back and said, what did we really want to make last time? Cause maybe we'll do that this time. And they did that. And the focus is a little bit more, you know, there's even some weird stuff like your paint roll can expand like a freaking transformer. Mm-hmm. Once you unlock it to do it. And suddenly your paint roller is like four feet wide and it can do like this much broader thing. So there's some, there's some stuff that are just more fun and they're, they're way more willing to aim for fun than they are simulation. And I'm into that. When do you think we're getting Nephilim riffs in house flipper? Oh gosh. Uh, Not soon enough. Like I'm ready for, (laughs) I am buying. So I am, I am, they have a whole house creator in this game. They didn't have this in the last one where you can start with foundation and build an entire home, furnish it, you know, do the whole thing and then sell those or keep it or whatever. I'm going to make a replica of my house. I'm going to make one of the house I grew up in. I'm just going to screw around in there a little bit. They have a whole sandbox mode that you can mess around and do that stuff with if you want, with everything unlocked. It's cool. Game is cool. Yeah, it's really good. Available now wherever you get video games, except for the Switch. Uh, Plays great on my Steam Deck, though. All right, let's move on to uh, a game I played a bunch of and continue to really think is great. Uh, You might say, well, how does it stack up against the obvious uh, freaking elephant in the room, which is Baldur's Gate 3? Well, let me tell you, I played Warhammer 40K Rogue Trader. I'll spelled it wrong in the notes, though. Let me fix that. Rogue Trader? Rogue Trader. Trader is what I did. Trader. Mm -hmm. I used to know a guy named Trader with an I, and I think that's what I did. Anyway, um, here are my first or my initial impressions. It is a CC or a CRPG in the in the grand tradition of things like the Baldur's Gate series, and you know it's that kind of game. There's plenty of those out there, um, but it's set in the 40k universe, as we know. And where it is strongest is its story writing. It's it's writing in particular, and its storytelling is very strong. Its voice acting is really good, and its music is insane. Its combat is very fun, and its combat system is very fun. Uh, turn-based or real-time? Turn, turn-based, all turn-based. So it's a, you know, proper, you know, it's not, they're not well, using they're both, existing. They're both good. Two different stuff. Like, their last game had both. Right, right. They had turn-based and real-time with pause. Alcat, who made the game. Yeah. But I was just wondering about this one. This one is 100% turn-based, and it is, it, it's, you know, a lot of the cover-based mechanics that you would see in games like XCOM, but you're doing it with a party and the party works a lot like a D and D party, except the system is not, it's not even a 40 K system. It's a new system for the game, but I really like it. I like how it works, how the skills are unlocked, how you use stuff, how movement works. You have, you know, action points and stuff you're familiar with, with these sorts of things. Um, psychers seem OP to me, but whatever, they're fun. Um, and the 40k world's really well represented it's very crunchy and chunky this game so blowing dudes up is great their arms and guts go everywhere uh it's very that it's very much that 40k like ezekiel to me we must protect the emperor god from the you know all that bullshit 
It's mm-hmm. it's tons of that layered on there. Um, the encounters are really fun. Like I said, the acting and interaction with your other characters are fun. Here's my only complaint about it as compared to Baldur's Gate 3, uh, because you can't help but compare them. Um, Baldur's Gate 3 is way more polished on things like animated sequences, sort of interactions with uh, important moments where it's, you know, they kind of pull the camera out and things happen out of your control, more like a cinematic. Baldur's Gate 3 is just next level. It's like so much better. Um, so this stuff feels a little plastic, a little old school, and it's it's fine. It's serviceable, but in the shadow of BG3, it's hard to, it's hard to say it's better at that because right. it really isn't. Um, and also, uh, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, not every line is red. So it's more like every other C RPG out there that, that can't afford to have a giant, amazing cast read every stinking line possible. So there are times where it's like, oh my gosh, these actors are amazing. And then you'll have a whole bunch of dialogue where like, no one's talking. I just have to read it. Um, it's fine. Again, other games do it. Dead fire did that. I got, you know, it, I didn't die. I was okay. I lived. Pillars of Eternity was like that. Yeah, man, we were so spoiled by Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. I wish I had played more of those games before I played Baldur's Gate 3. Right. I know. It's, it's going gonna... to be really hard to go back to like, why aren't they saying this to me? Yeah. I think that that's a new standard and it's a high standard. I would love it if Alcat maybe they could do this like. Uh, Disco Elysium did this. They went back and added voice to everything. Why not? Why not this? Because they're very good when they do. And I think the writing's awesome. It's really epic stuff. The music's insane. And I'm really into it because I love this setting so much. This will probably ultimately get more playtime out of me, maybe even the BG3. But, I, you know, it's not going to be the same level of output. You know, those warnings we talked about on the show that they put out or, or somebody was saying, Hey, don't expect every computer RPG to look like Baldur's Gate three or play like it. Cause it's going to spoil you guys for a while. That whole discussion we had, yep. it's impossible to ignore it. You just can't ignore it. Like it, it's the elephant in the room and everything's going to be compared against it. But I think this compares favorably. If you've played the shit out of BG three and need something new or just love 40 K as a backdrop, I think this is a no-brainer. It's re- it's real good. I like it. It looks good. I think for I, I don't think you would have encountered bugs yet, but the big thing with the Alcat games is they generally release them not in a good state. Yeah. So some of the reviews are saying like again act 3. It's usually later in the game. You play the game for a while and it's fine and then it start the wheels start to fall off. So yeah. I think they're I think they're working on that stuff. They're definitely patching it. I see it patches and updates. So Yeah. That's good. Um, no, Great. this game, I mean, I'm, I've been, that's why I just didn't pull the trigger right away. I'm like, I still got stuff I'm doing in Baldur's Gate 3. I don't need to play this immediately. Yeah, yeah I'm so tempted the- though, because Warhammer, uh, Warhammer's always, <clears throat> it always tempts me. It's one of those like, just IPs that just, now, I agree. Like, hey, you want to play this in Warhammer? And the answer just, I, I find it's usually, yeah, yes. even when and it's kind of, it ends up being no, I say yes initially. I'm like, of course I do. Yeah, even when they're kind of not shitty, but just sort of average experiences, I still love them. I love them because it's 40K. Like, there's just something about that thing. And I don't paint minis and go to, you know, big war parties the way like Metzen and others do. I don't do that stuff. That's not my experience with 40K. My love of 40K is the video games and the books I read. And this upcoming TV show, I could not be more excited about that shit. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited about that 40K show. Yeah, I'm stoked about the show, too. Yeah. No, this this is definitely like a pickup at some point game. Um, 
I guess you wouldn't know anything about the co-op. This, no. The thing about Larian games it. is like the co-op is incredible. You know, after we were done Divinity Original Sin 2, friend group was like, all right, what's next, man? I'm like, that's it. It's all downhill yeah. from here. Like, well, <laughs> probably, not, probably just wait for Baldur's Sorry, Gate 3. Yeah. Yeah. I can never speak to any of you ever again. It's yeah, done. that'll be the end of that. Um, I think probably uh, I think it has co-op. Do you think it'd be good? Yeah, I think it'd be all right. I think I think the one expectation that you know you know how in in, in some ways BG three is a sandbox for fun times because you can go yeah. and do a zone full of orcs like, and like, go like how uh, the uh, Crofton the thief was sneaking through barrels of smoke powder and I derped bringing a lit torch into the smoke powder yes. blew him and myself up that's yes. not going to happen this yeah time. I don't think this game is going to see as much of that this game's a little bit more structured in the sense of uh, the chaos the chaos happening there can still be chaos but you stacking 500 barrels of something and then setting the whole castle on fire to solve the entire quest that would have otherwise taken you 50, 50. Basically the co-op is, uh, all of us admonishing each other when we do something that's, uh, not worthy of the emperor. Basically, <laughs> Yeah. Right? Kind of. Yeah. There's a little <laughs> bit of that. Um, but I, uh, I, I do think, I do think this is a step above just about any other of these I've played lately. It's just hard not to compare it to Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate well, is such is a like watermark. The, this is this company's third, like, um, crack at the crpg bat so you'd have to imagine that uh games these games when they stick to the genre they do and they keep improving over time you know that this would be a really good one i'm i'm like definitely intrigued by it but i'm just like just i'm so busy with other stuff this is gonna have to wait a little bit yeah but, uh, i'd back burner it for now but when you get a when you get a taste for it you know it, it's it's scratching those itches and uh, do you make your whole party or do you just make your main NPC and then you play with, uh, you make NPCs? your, you do like, you do a lot like Baldur's Gate. You make your own characters, a ton of character customization and class stuff and all that. And then, you know, their hair and their beards and all that shit you do. And then you go, the story will introduce these characters as you go along, especially in the first act, you're sort of working your way through this ship and that's how you're discovering these other people after kind of a mutiny happens. It's not really a spoiler because it's an early thing, but um, I've I think I'm up to four in my party. I know there's more than that, and that's all I've run into so far. But they're fun. I got a guy who's a warrior with his chainsaw gun thing, who gets right up in people's faces. I got a psyker who just wrecks shit. She's amazing. Uh, my guy's more of a soldier kind of middleware type dude who's can do a lot of middleware. different things. I don't know what to call him. He's like a. I just like the term middleware to describe your class. I think his base class is soldier. So whatever you know, it's kind of basic, but jack of all trades. Jack of all trades, or yeah, kind of. I mean, he focuses on ballistics and guns, and I like range combat, so that's kind of my thing. But are you like an engineer or just a soldier? No, just a soldier type. But you have so much to unlock in terms of talents that I'm sure that there are abilities coming my way that'll let me customize the hell out of him. It's already that way with the, the three levels, the level ups I've done. And you control the whole party's level ups like you would want. You go yeah, in and do it. It's all hard to know what to expect because they made their own system, right? Like if it was an existing system. You could be like, oh, I can't wait to get to level 10 and get, you know, chainsaw hoo-ha or whatever. Right. Know? It feels like a combination just, uh... of, uh, of like XCOM's, XCOM's cover movement and, um, m- well, movement stuff in general. And then... Um, maybe the other stuff feels a little more, I don't know, D and D or maybe, you know what it actually feels closer to is divinity original sin two's systems a little bit, mm-hmm. which were good. Those yeah. were fun. I like those. I mean, I do see in the combat when they show it in the trailer that there is a, um, 
there must be dice rolls happening because there's a uh, dice roll history, like a action history on the right side you can pull out. Absolutely. Yeah, you're getting dice rolls for sure. There's a D100 yeah. that rolls when you, oh, what? I can't remember what the deal was. They they explain it in the tutorial, but but yes, there are dice rolls. I don't know that yet I've had a graphical dice roll like in BG3. No, no. Neither. BG3 does graphical for skill checks, but attack rolls. That's They're can, automatic, right? Yeah. It, it, well, they happen, but you have to highlight the text, and then it'll show you the roll. It's like really hidden system in right. the combat for the most part. Right. But, this, but this, the technical results are there if you want to review them, because sometimes I like to go to the tape. I'm like, that was bullshit. What happened? I need to see the roll. Yeah. And you do <laughs> have like this a 98% stuff. chance with advantage. What the hell is the going on? It's like, it, it wasn't a critical fail. You find out, you know, it. Like in Baller's Gate 3, it's like it pays to do the examine, check out the character sheet, and, you know, understand the mechanics before finding them out in the fly, losing your turn, and mm-hmm. potentially dying. Yeah. I'm sure this game's going to have some of that, too. Yeah, there's definitely some of that. The one thing I was surprised by was how extremely well it runs on a Steam Deck. A little bit of small text issues, but for the most part, it is a dream on there. And so I've been taking that to bed, you know? All right. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, you have. Yeah, I have been great anyway get your 40k on everybody there's people in our community are way further than me and they 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 can probably say more in the discord and stuff but well you got new games to play dude that's right uh and who knows how am i going to get two games per day on average for 2024 if i don't i was was looking in the uh, comment section of steam on this one of the reviewers says average time to complete 200 hours so it's a beast it's a big one you gotta (laughs) stop playing new games yeah get deep into this one that's right uh, I'm compelled by this one, though. We'll see if how long it holds me, but I really like it so far. Um, all right. Last one I played, an arcade game, or an arcade game, a a uh, hidden object game called An Arcade Full of Cats. Now, some weeks, months ago, John, you talked about a bunch of hidden cats in a game. I can't remember what it was no, called. No, it was called I Drew Some Bees. Oh, that's what it was, bees. That's right. I couldn't remember if it was cats or bees. The yeah, cats bees. are a big deal. There's a ton of these hidden object games that feature cats. I don't know what the deal is there, except everyone loves cats uh, or finding cats or whatever. But this is like that. Um, uh, it's like one of those games. It's free. They sent me a code and I was like, oh, sweet. Another free code. And then I found out it was free anyway. So it was kind of dumb. But <laughs> I know but I downloaded this while you were uh, talking about Rogue Trader because I saw it ahead of time. And yeah. like, this is the kind of game I would want to make. Uh, for my like my mom and dad, yep. you know, like dad, put down the dynamite or whatever it is you're playing, mm-hmm. and find some cats for a while. Something real, something real basic like this that they'll just have fun with. And like I'm like I'm saying it's for them, but I also downloaded it for me. Yeah. Like there's just something about like I'm just gonna sit here and click some cats. But I am curious, and so my first question for you is: every picture I've seen, these cats stand out pretty well. Yeah, they're the early levels. So what it is, the conceit is you're with a couple of cats who are time traveler cats and they're in this time traveler car that looks kind of like a DeLorean. It is very much of nostalgia play this thing, the whole thing, really. Um, And these cats take you to different eras. You start in 19, I think, 80 or 81 or something. And you go in there and or you get in their car, they take you to the future and then you park in front of an arcade and you go inside the arcade and the arcade is where the big laid out art is where you're trying to find these cats. And the arcade is full of arcade machines as well as other stuff like, you know, vending machines, a pool table, just shit everywhere. I love this kind of art. I'm a huge fan of this. And um, 
the machines are based on real machines, but they have funky names that are cat related. So instead of, let's see, uh, uh, missile command, it's missile calico, uh, but it's the same cabinet and similar graphics and that sort of thing. Um, what's another one? Oh, I can't read them from here. Anyway, Tron is like Ron. Cause somebody on the team has a cat named Ron. <laughs> it's like that kind of stuff. So, um, anyway, they, they theme it all around cats, uh, but the machines are kind of nostalgic that way. And one of the machines in the, in each arcade of each era is always kind of on their static going, you're supposed to click on that one. And there's a whole other find all the shit in that game, but it's themed around the machine it's in. So you're finding cats out here in the arcade, but in the 1985 arcade, the machine is for Paperboy, but it's called, I can't remember. It was a cat, it was a cat pun. And you go in there, you're not even trying to find cats. You're just trying to find the newspapers that are laying all over the place. And it's just like a level in Paperboy, the old the old arcade game. And it's really fun, like really creative and in- inventive. And I found it to be challenging. There are plenty of cats I had a hard time finding. Um, so as obvious as some may be, like to answer your question. I was going to say, like, yeah, but- do you see blue? Like I, all I can go off of is what you have pulled. Oh up. well, it's what's like, up right now? Blue? The blue ones are the ones that they've already blue. clicked on. If you don't click on, oh, yeah, this is how you know you've, okay. cho- you've chosen. That them. explains so much because I'm like Scott. I hate to tell you, yeah, Wait, you thought These they cats- were defaulted that way. Like, <laughs> yes, I thought this was the game. I was like, this game seems a bit trivial. A little trivial. No, like right now, I, I wound it back. You can now see he's only got two cats so far. It's big and blank. You got to find the cats. You can also zoom in. He's not doing that in this playthrough. I don't know why, but you can, you can zoom right in. Hardcore mode. Yeah, okay. I guess so. All right, uh, man. That yeah. You know what? This now it feels like a game. Now we're cooking. Now we're now cooking with gas. I see a game happening here. Now that what's cool is you go from eighty to eighty-five. That eighty-five arcade full of eighty-five arcade machines that you remember as a kid if you grew up in the eighties. If you grew up in the nineties, good news. They have nineties arcade machines in the nineties packs. You go into those. There's some DLC to go to 46,000 years in the future. There's one to go way, way, way in the ancient past. Somehow there's arcades in those places. I haven't bought those, but I'm going to probably consider it. They're cheap. So like the games that you play in the distant future, like Grand Theft Auto 7. <laughs> well, like yeah. these devs are like on some shit because it's dev cats is the dev. And I'm looking at their history and this is all they do is make games with this is not the first type of game like this no there's, there's many a building full of cats there's a castle full of cats yeah it's a big it's a thing and they and they sell they don't sell many of most of these are free they're sub three dollars or like the cheapest yeah. thing i see the most expensive thing i see is like 385 for the five yeah dollars. and that's and that's priced core. i think that's priced the way it should be priced like these yeah. are weird oh i should say there are bonus cats that are hidden in things so you gotta if you don't, if you see a bag and it's just kind of laying there, but there's no indication of a cat hanging out in it, you click the bag, the bag will open, and now there's like a bright orange cat in there. Oh, oh. Tricky yeah. cats always yeah. getting into bags. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. I've probably gone on too much about it because it's just a damn find the object thing, but I had <laughs> yeah, so much fun like, in here. I love it. This is worth spreading the news on because like, um, a lot of these are overwhelmingly positive. Like, Most of yeah, them are. I mean, yeah. well, like, sometimes you just want to find hidden objects, hidden cats. Yeah. And this does it. And it does it with very soothing, cool music and very, uh, it's, you know, the only compl- complaint, not complaint, the only thing I would do different 
is when you click on a cat, I want a bigger, more tactical feeling of like, I found a cat. Because right now you just click it, he just shows up. But I want to be able to click a cat and have it go, like, you know, Hearthstone style, have it explode a little bit or something. I don't know. Game, the, 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 they're really leaning into the cats. I'm going to post a picture of the dev team here in the Discord. Oh, sweet. Let's see. <laughs> it's just a picture of, of six different cats. They don't even have names. They're just artist and model. And there's a cat, sound engineer, cat, CEO. These guys cat. might be into cats, you know? Like, to, like really into it's them. Just, yeah, it's just really funny. Um, I don't know. The first game development studio totally run by cats. Oh my gosh, dude. That's yeah, crazy. Made by cats. Just cats made this game. Yeah. It's fun though. And I like hidden. I loved them as a kid. I love them now. I like hidden object puzzles. They're fun. And there's some nice oh. twists in this. So That's I would sweet. I never it. heard of this and it seems to be universally praised. And, uh, I think I want to try and get my mom to play it. Oh, now cats. it's, yeah, sure. You, if you know anybody like my kids would love this. Um, I like it for just the but, like, people who are chill. crazy about cats love like cat things. And I'm yeah. like, it even is, has a, it's soft and nice. It's not like stray and that, you know, oh, you're lost and nobody loves you. You know, Mm-mm. it's just nice. And like, find the cats. It's more like cats have taken over in a weird way. It's a little sinister in that regard, I guess. Cats are everywhere. And the video games are all named after cats. It's crazy. Um, but it is really fun and worth the $0 I paid for it. And also, uh, like you said, overwhelmingly positive reviews. People seem to like it. It's in, it's making me want to make one of these cause I love drawing like this too. I love there's doing an arcade called tongue. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> and that's, right that's now. instead of, that's instead of pong. So yeah. Um, yeah. you got tongue, you got galax. We talked about. We talked about tongues today, or we talked about licking. It's related. Litter zone, litter race, sky hisser, cataroids. <laughs> Look at this one. Galaxian. Calico. Galaxian is Galaxian, like Nyan cat. That's oh, a that's boy. a deep cut. I yeah. saw one and another one too. It's not this era, but it's dog's lair instead of dragon's lair. Oh, nice. Funny. Oh, yeah. It's a, there's a lot of anti-dog shit in here. That's the truth. Tons of it. So if you love dogs, you may not like their attitude about them. But anyway, it's fun. It's a good time. I think these kind of games deserve a little, a little love, and they probably make their money on the DLC, which I hope they, you know, I hope they do. Yeah. Uh, that is it for what I played, John. You played a game. I I talked about this months ago uh, and loved it. You got bang on balls. What'd you think of bang on I balls? I got bang on balls. Oh my gosh, Scott, bang on balls. <laughs> I picked it up because it was on sale. Yeah. And you had you had spoken well of banging on balls, Mm -hmm. and I like it. Still has an overwhelmingly positive review on Steam, and I was like, "This looks good." Honestly, I was thinking of buying it as a gift for someone. Mm. I was was trying to come up with a a good gift to gift through Steam because that's a real nice, easy way to get someone something on uh, you know the holidays. Just give them a gift through Steam. Sure. And uh, I was like, well, let me like, I feel bad if I gift it and I haven't played it. It's like, yeah, I think you'll really like this. I haven't touched it. Like, what what do I know? I just got it on sale is what it's going to sound like. (laughs) And uh, so I bought it for myself. And so yesterday I was streaming and I my plan was to play a bunch of the games that I missed, like, you know, get a better idea for game of the year, try some stuff that I hadn't played. And I decided just to, you know, kind of warm up by playing something real light. And I thought, oh, bang on balls. How difficult is that going to be? Like, let's just 
Let's just play it. Mm -hmm. I played it for the entire stream (laughs) because Bang on Balls is freaking awesome. It is so good. Yeah. Like you guys never believe me when I bring these weird ass games to the show, but then you'll play them and you're like, oh, my gosh, that game is good. This is one of those. Awesome. Like, so basically, and I'll, you know, in case people didn't believe and didn't listen to Scott, (laughs) but for some reason are going to listen to me, uh, (laughs) is basically this game is uh, you, you play as a ball, uh, and you are on a movie set and you're chasing this like kind of asshole lead actor, I guess. Like, I assume he's bad because he's the first boss. Uh, and it seems like he's going to be the boss maybe every time he shows up. Um, yeah. But you uh, you follow him into a bunch of various movies and you basically just go to an open world, you know, like think Mario 64, you know, like big hub type world uh, and it just drops you in it. It doesn't really give you that many objectives. Like I think for the Viking one, it's like, hey, destroy three ships uh, in three different locations and that's it. That's the only direction it gives you. And then you just start rolling around, finding what you can find, and you start unlocking things that just sort of change the game up. So, like, you you run around, and all of a sudden I found a hat, and I thought the hat was cool, so I put the hat on. And I started running around some more, and I got a sword, because I was in, you know, like, medieval times, so I found a sword. So I was like, well, that's cooler than the tomato I had, so I'll <laughs> equip, I'll equip the sword. So yeah. I did that. And then next thing you know, you're just, like you're discovering these weird, crazy things. Like you're performing these crazy rituals that, um, awaken zombie balls and the zombie balls just run around going zombie, zombie, zombie. And like, you just beat them up and you use it to solve puzzles to unlock more things and do more things. And so like by the start of that, uh, Viking world, I had a tomato and like a, Kind of shield. It looked like the lid to a can or something. Yeah. By the end, I looked like Thor. You're actually showing it right now. This actually looks a lot like my character. I yeah. had, you know, like Thor's hammer and a helmeted uh, or winged helmet that let me flap around in the air. Yeah. And uh, it, they just unlock abilities and they don't make a big deal out of what they are. Like you don't get new gear and it say, oh, here's all the stats of it. It's just for you to figure it out. Like mm-hmm. I got a cool scythe. It had a cooldown on it. It didn't tell me what the cooldown was, but I noticed when I hit enemies, they would turn into zombies and the zombies would fight for me. And I was like, sweet. This is great. Yep. And it is just this game about doing basic objectives, seeing a silly little world, doing funny things and, uh, and progressing. And I, it controls perfect. Like that's the thing that's important is like it controls extremely well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause if it didn't play well, the, this wouldn't be worth talking about. Agreed. But yeah. it plays super well. It's super fun. Anytime you're like, well, let me go see what's over there. It feels like you're rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I ended up playing it for the entire stream. And then that night, uh, I loaded it up and played more of it until it was bedtime. Like it's just super fun. And the theming is all around the world you're at. So I finished the Viking one. I'm now going into a space uh, exploration type world. So I imagine all the items are going to be more themed around that because they were all, you know, Viking themed in the previous world. 
So uh, I'm just excited to see what happens, what I can get, what I can unlock and keep going with the game. In fact, I just saw on the screen, they unlocked a little tuxedo with sunglasses. Great. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, like that's what the game is all about. So, uh, yeah, it's maybe one of the most surprisingly fun things that I've, you know, now uh, you tell me if I'm smoking crack here, but I was reminded just watching this, what it reminds me of. And I couldn't put my finger on it last time. It reminds me <laughs> weirdly, cause there's no stealth gameplay in this game, but it reminds me of playing the Hitman games, the recent ones. And I yeah. think it's because it's like I enter this big space and it says you have these three objectives, but you quickly realize the world's got a billion objectives. If you decide you want to just screw off and find out why that car's beeping. Whoa. Now what am I doing? A whole nother thing. And like, it's got all these layers of like a billion things to do. And if you want to just mainline it and go straight to the things you can, but the game is so compelling when you're in it that you just want to go look at that weird thing glowing over there. Why is that glowing? How come that thing's trapped and why is it yelling at me? Can I let him out somehow? Oh, it turns out I can. I got to kill three of these guys and beat this king or whatever. Or I can ignore it altogether. Like it's got this really great sandbox vibe uh, to it. And I'm so glad you played it. I love this game. Yeah. There's a button to fart. Yep. Fart button. Yep. I got uh, urinated on by one of the devs, I think. And then hearts appeared above his head after he did it, which I don't know what that message was about. Yeah, I went to the writer's room and it seemed like a hidden dev level. And one of the devs was just in the toilet urinating on the wall. That's what you want. And uh, he turned around to look at me and urinated on me. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's got All right. it, it, All right. it's a bit immature it. sometimes. But <laughs> <laughs> Bo bought it. I love it. I just bought I it. You like got it. him. I think you I like it last time. And now you're, you play, you're playing it, and yeah, there's just too much I'm hearing. That's you know, it's a neat. Check out. It's a neat game. It's also on sale. Steam Summer Winter Sale has started today. By the way, everyone. Yeah. So get your cheap games. It was like less than twenty dollars. It was like nineteen yeah. or something. Yeah, I think it's fourteen super here. Fun. Oh, it's so fun. Like it's just, and that's the thing. Like. It, it doesn't really, there's a story, but like, it doesn't matter. There's, no. you know, there's not, it's not that difficult. Although apparently it defaults you to easy. Like I, while I was goofing around with settings, I realized there was a difficulty setting and it had me on easy. Oh yeah. But you know, like honestly, this game is also, it would be a fantastic game to play with the family. Oh, big like, time. Yeah. I, I haven't done that yet. But, does it um, have co-op multiplayer? I don't know if it's got yeah, multiplayer, it, does it? It does. It uh, does have multiplayer because I had to turn it off because while I was streaming, someone showed up and just started completing all my should, objectives. Should we so have it, a bang on balls? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you I would bang play it. Some balls I would play, yeah, I would could, play three player bang on balls. Can we have more oh, than yeah. two? Finals is great and all, but since we all own it now, I'd definitely play bang on balls. With Hell yeah. Know. Yeah, it has up to four players. Like, it's just What? It's got dumb. four player co-op? That's crazy. Uh, it is crazy. It's it's got um the other thing i wanted to say about it graphically it's gorgeous it's a beautiful game yeah it looks really good yeah it's unreal it five really, just really a gore, this it's water unreal five yeah <laughs> yeah i mean unreal five getting better and better at just everything and this it's looks just crazy it's a game about spheres sphere yeah. people it's yeah. like uh, let's put minimal effort it's not like i shouldn't say that because that's wrong i know what but you mean you know, but yeah. We're not doing humans. We're doing balls. Everything's a ball. Here. What you what you probably see happen here is I think in the prototype stage they were like, you know what's fun is this ball just slamming into shit and yeah and moving around this world. And then they went, well, why not just make the whole game about that? Yeah, they kind of did. Could just, but it's like, what? How can we maximize like the animation output of balls instead yeah. of yeah. just all humans, which takes 
big team and wait too long, but balls we can do. The sheer amount well, of assets, that's the other crazy thing. There's so much shit in this game. So much. It's it's also like smartly designed and like this is going to sound like I'm throwing shade at other developers and I'm not really, but at the same time like it, this was such a pleasant surprise. So like in the in the Viking stage, there's these blue crystals all over the place and you can't you can't smash them. But eventually you go into a into a cave and there's somebody mining them with a mining pick. And sure enough, you find a mining pick down there. And if you have the mining pick, you can you can break the crystals. But you would assume like, okay, I got to press down. I got to equip the mining pick. I got to go over to the crystals. I got to hit it and then it'll break. And then I want to use the sword because I have a flaming sword, too. And that's better for fighting. So I'll switch to that. Nope. As soon as you have the mining pick. Regardless of what weapon you have equipped, if you bump into the crystals, you will switch automatically to the mining pick and break the crystals. Mm -hmm. That's a tiny thing that I feel like it just in playing video games, it feels like 80% of game devs overlook because they're like, no, you'll get this and then you'll switch to it. Like, that's what I was doing at first, because that's just how video games work. Usually they're not kind enough to do the work for like to make it automated like that. And I really appreciate um, that sort of attention to detail and, and just that respect of your time and your game playing experience. Like it made me so happy to know that somebody did that because they realized, you know what? It would be a pain in the butt to have to switch anytime you saw a crystal. Let's not make the players do that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the game's just full of little details like that. And again, you're rewarded so much for just exploring, like going, what's that over there? It's probably something. And yeah. even if it doesn't seem like something, it could become something later. And it's very dense with those things. It's not, it's not afraid to have stuff everywhere all the time. So even if you're like, I don't want to fight this boss in the middle of town. Ooh, look, a shiny bobble just beyond it. That is a whole nother thing to do. Like it, it never, Oh, I'm just going to have to get back in. I really do like this game. It's really good. Plays great on Steam Deck, by the way. Steam Deck owners. <laughs> uh, awesome. I'm glad you played that. That makes me very happy. Uh, any other uh, any other games you want to mention? Yeah, just a few quickies. I'll mention that I am still playing Death Must Die. I'm really liking it. I'm finally hitting my stride in that game. Like One thing I haven't really mentioned about the video game is that I felt like the ramp up to being like feeling overpowered and feeling like you're just rocking through the game uh, felt a little longer in this than a lot of these other ones. I felt like I was still like getting taken out, Mm. you know, shortly after the first boss Um, on a lot of my early runs. I actually unlocked a bunch of characters before I even got anywhere close uh, to getting near the end of the game. Uh, and some of that is on me. I kept wanting to try and experiment and do weird things, but it just felt like it was a slow ramp up. And I finally started to get some of the synergies to click and uh, get kind of that that power scaling that you can get where you go from, oh, I'm getting stomped by things to, oh, I'm going to wreck everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, that game is probably, you know, it's right up there with Vampire Survivors for me. I absolutely love it. I love the art style of it. Again, I love the fact that you see your weapons. It makes a, you know, it makes a big difference. Um, played more WWE 2K23 because you know it's my most played game of the year. That's clearly not uh, changing. So we're still doing frog wrestling. We got uh, 
We did a show yesterday. We have one more show before the end of the year. And then I think I'm going to take a slight break uh, for a couple, for a week or two, um, and then come back uh, and hit the ground running with it again. Yeah, you've really put out a lot of content. I agree. That's like year in a very dense, dense amount of time for a, what is a fantasy, you know, but full television production. (laughs) Like you're doing news show and then you're doing an actual uh, event. Yeah, it's a lot. And whole storylines and stuff. Like it's actually a lot of work that goes into that, man. You yeah, just, it's yeah. it's been a very taxing project that like things have had to get cut. Like I've skipped a couple of the news episodes because I didn't have anything besides just saying, Hey, here's what happened uh, right. to say on them. So uh we're gonna get a, a little bit of a recharge, take a little bit of a break, but we'll be back shortly after um, you know, whatever the fallout is after next week. Next week should be pretty big. And then uh, still uh, going to be big fights. Lots of belts on the line. You never know. Uh, And then Fortnite still playing a lot of that. Um, You know, it's a good season. The game is in a good place. Uh, The other modes, I still haven't gotten into the rocket racing. I ended up just getting too sidetracked by uh, the base game, just having fun doing the battle Royale. Mm. So um, I still want to try rocket racing at some point, but I haven't done it yet. Yeah. I meant to install all that and I didn't do it. I just got, I don't know, too, other, too much other stuff. I have 40K things to worry about, but I got 40,000 problems and a bitch ain't one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bo, let's throw it over to Bo. All right. Um, all right. Let's, you got yeah. a lot here. What, uh, tell us all about it. What'd you do? Yeah, What'd you, we got uh, a lot to do. So uh, for all the non-WoW players, just bear with me for a few minutes, okay? I know, I know, I know. We got BR shit to talk about, but we do need to shout out the core guild on the Season of Discovery Wild Grove server. We cleared uh, Black Fathom Deeps on Tuesday. Nice. So, hooray. And I'm going to shout out the team because uh, they asked me to. So, <laughs> but we'll nice. never got, clear anything yeah. with you ever again if you I, don't. Yeah. yeah. Derebo, who I've seen in the heroes scene uh, for a long time. So, it's fun yep. to play with them again. Derebo, Evening, Garnaz, B Moog, who you've probably seen in your chat, Centrifuge, uh, Retcher, who's Dawn Treader today in the chat, mm. Worm Skull, Callie Snowman, and Terror Skull. Nice. And myself, we cleared it. Congratulations to the team. And I want to say thanks to all the people who were served as alts. We can't run two 10 mans, although we'd like to, but not enough people show up, but we still have the 10. And uh, yeah, we finally got past Kelris. Um, basically, it turns out, start of phase two, everyone has to. Uh, drink a fap and then <laughs> it helps a lot. Yeah. Drinking That's an faps. acronym for free action potion. Uh. It's fun because the acronym is fap. So you just say everybody fap now in phase two of our discord. Yep. <laughs> and it means to drink the potion, not what you're thinking. Yep. Um, don't look yeah, it up. But kids. Anyway. You can, if you want, you want to look it up fapping, you go for it. We don't want to stop. But it was, it was nice to clear the dungeon out and, um, you know, have a good sense of the boss. We, we one shot at everything except Kelris took two attempts. Uh, but that was our first time fighting that last boss that you're seeing now on the stream. Um, I can't remember his name, Akumai or something like that. Mm. Uh, but, um, we barely got it over the line. Like I think only the rogue was left standing at the end of this, but, uh, you know, <laughs> and I didn't get my Epic, no Epic dropped on that one. So it's kind of sad. So we're going to be going again on Saturday, core sod community stream happening again. Nice. Anyone who wants to join, we're going to try and run one or two raids. <clears throat> that includes you guys. If you're interested, it's never too late to join the raid, <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's congratulations. And I pretty much, I maxed out my rep for, uh, Warsong Outriders doing the Ashenvale PVP. So I'm pretty much done with 
sod. Um, I'm still going to be raiding, you know, for the next little bit on the Saturdays, uh, maybe Tuesday, maybe it's just one day a week going forward. But so I don't want anyone in the guild to panic or anything like that. But um, I'm pretty much, it's pretty much done. <laughs> like uh, there's nothing. Like there's only a higher level quest. We did run RFK, which is higher level. It's 25 to 33. Yeah, and we could barely hit the the level 33 bosses. Uh, the the priest had to tank because it was the only one generating reliable threat, which was kind of fun. Hmm. But um, there's really like nothing left to you do. You discovered, you discovered the entire season. The season had all the discoveries and you found them. That's what happened. Yeah. I'm still actually missing one rune just because it's kind of like an epic slog to get um, one of these runes. Hmm. And every class has to do the same activity. Yeah. And it's like huge trade fodder. You can farm these things, sell them on the auction house uh, for this goblin and ratchet but uh it's just too much of a pain in the ass mm. i may do it but um i'm pretty much like i'm pretty much done so i'm probably gonna log in for raids and there's just literally nothing else to do except play alts which I, i'm not gonna do i don't think too much yeah. so that's cool though um, i'm glad you i'm glad you've been well it's kind of nice that like yeah it's two weeks of wow and now i'm done uh they released a roadmap which we'll maybe we'll talk about in detail later but um there's a the next bit of content's like January, February. So, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll go to the raids, but yeah, I just didn't, didn't want to be doing wow full time. I got other games to get to, as we talked about. So it's on the, nice on the, to have a stopping point and just take a break on the retail side. I'd really hope they were going to release that dragging flight, dragon flying everywhere patch before the end of the year, but that's not coming out till January now. So I'm kind of bummed about that, but that, sorry, what? Oh, flying every. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, in in retail, the dragon flight stuff, the actual you know yeah. systems around the flying of the dragons, is only available in dragon flight zones, and mm-hmm. they're patching it to make it so everywhere in the world you can dragon flight. And I'm very stoked about that because I love. That's one of my favorite things about Modern WoW is that addition is like a game changer. Was that mentioned on the roadmap? Yeah, you know? it's in the. It's at the January level. Okay. Yeah. I was hoping it was sooner is all. Soon. I thought we were going to get yeah. it before Christmas, but this might give me a time to go in and check out <clears throat> some Dragonfly content. That's kind of what I'm glad about because it looks like, and this is the interesting part about season of discovery, you know, winter, they're going to have level 40 cap spring level 50, summer level 60, get in for a few weeks, play the game. Uh, winter, they're adding new end game. So the classic plus is coming. Yeah. I, we don't know what that means, but basically there may be just new level 60 shit, uh, which is, I'm very curious what that's going to be. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you can go to your trainer and pay for more spell levels when you, when you train. Well, the funny thing is about the spell levels. I like, I know you don't like the spell levels, but like, for example, warlocks, their main rotation just involves their two runes. Those scale with your level. You don't got to train ranks of them. Mm. So, you don't even got to bother going to the trainer in some cases. Like mm. you just got new buttons to push and it's actually, um, cool. Like, it's not like, uh, you know, give me the spell ranks of that stuff. So I don't it'd know, be, man. It'd it's, be funny if, if season of discovery evolved into basically just being retail. Wow. Eventually it's just had all the, all the features and all the things and all the, all the quality of life things. They just don't change the models to be modern. Everything just looks like old. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a weird line they walked, right? Cause they could, they could get weird and add so much stuff that you're like, well, this is either a whole third game or this is 
uh, close enough to retail the why are we doing it? like i don't know i have i have questions about how this is going to look in the future but we'll see we'll see we'll see what's going on i think in the near future it's just going to look like regular wow with raids and new stuff there isn't anything shockingly new but right. you know but this time next year there might be some interesting things happening what if in this lead up to wow 2 and weird multiversal shit uh wow classic plus uh, the season of discovery is a thread that leads into the war within trilogy oh wow know, that'd be so cool end game style that the two player bases actually end up hooking up I mean, even well, if it's, up, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even if it's just a little bit like some kind of crossover event stuff would be pretty rad, actually. What if, what if like the, one of the end game raid is classic players and retail players like, you know, um, uh, Lich King style, you know, there's like yeah. the, the Alliance on one ship and the Horde on the other. What if it's like the, the olds and the news <laughs> have to fight together to defeat, uh, uh, Uber Sargeras or whatever. Sure. <laughs> yeah, they could time travel shit and all that. I think that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Now, I am dying to hear about Asgard's Wrath 2. Are we going to yes. talk about that? Soon? All right. It's time for the VR section of the game. If you're not into VR, best put it, go take a nap. Yeah. Set your clocks for 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, all right. Asgard's Wrath, big release. Hyped up by IGN as a 10. We talked about it last week where John said to me, but it's probably a VR 10. And I took his comments seriously. Yeah. What's great about Asgard's Wrath, before I let you in on the answer to that question, is that it was free with pre-orders, but I think it's free even if you get a quest, like kind of console style. It's a game you can get with your quest purchase. So good news that it's good. Watch this footage, man. Tell me what you think. Looks um, I'll great. talk so that audio listeners uh, get this. But let's just say this. It's a good game. All right. Flat out. Good game, like stands head and shoulders above other offerings on the Quest Store. I've tried a lot of the different games. There are various levels of jank or not enough dev time or money because VR is challenging. Um, these guys have put out a solid quality product. It, of course, suffers from the same things. A lot of v- VR limitations that you do have, like VR levels, tend to be smaller levels because they want, they don't, they want to ensure high frame rates, so they tend... Not to make big levels. Even Half-Life Alex is kind of like this. They're dense. Um, uh, yeah. So what is this game? This game is essentially, so far, it feels like a, a corridor. Because I've, I've only been in the prologue. Like a corridor version of a game like uh, Phoenix Rising or Assassin's Creed. Or um, I think the closest thing I can think is like Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor. In that it's first person, but you got sword swings the enemy does moves you gotta dodge him there's timing attacks and i'm even fighting a guy called the jedi the sentinel here (laughs) um and as you can as you can see um this one is competently programmed and done so i can parry with my sword i have to strike his sword while he's striking and if it's a blue heart attack he'll like um He'll stagger, and then I can hit him. He also can taunt and do things that open up weak points where I can quickly swing at him and score hits on him. But this is like a full-on boss fight. This guy also um, kind of wimpy in terms of boss. In the opening, a giant bird I had to fight with full... You know, they give you the full... You have all the levels and stuff right at the beginning to show you how awesome you're going to get later. 
Um, I fought a giant bird <laughs> on an ice lake, and it was awesome. Mm. So um, the combat, think Jedi Survivor. They got moves. You got to dodge. You got to hit during timing attacks, but you're doing it with your two controllers. It's responsive. It's good. I had a good time with the fighting. Um, so combat is excellent. It also features the the um, uh, dungeons and puzzles. So you got to, you know, dodge uh, blades uh, coming out of the ceiling and swirling at you. You're also a god who possesses at characters in the world. So sometimes you go to god mode where everything looks like an RTS and you got to pick things up and move them around in god mode. That's fun. I haven't gotten to the part where I get followers, but in the first one I had a shark ban as a follower, so I know the followers are probably going to be awesome in this one. Um, the game is fun. Is this game a 10? I haven't played long enough to say it's a 10, mm. but I'm leaning in the 10 direction. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm leaning in a 10. I might say that John is somewhat right, that it is a VR 10, given that if this game existed on Xbox and PS5, it probably wouldn't cause the same sensation on that. It'd probably be an eight or a nine, mm -hmm. maybe even a seven. It's still pretty and high, that's still though. saying a lot. Like, that's yeah. a lot. You know, yeah. it's still yeah. saying a lot. Yeah. But the big innovation is you. It's, it's a fully featured VR game, so it is a VR 10. I would argue Half-Life Alex is just a 10, like straight up. Like, no. What do, they, what do the cool kids say? No cap? No 10. cap. No like, cap 10. Yeah. But, like, this definitely is a VR <clears throat> 10, and you... I would probably give this on a console this kind of game so far. It's just hard because like the levels are small, but I know the VR limitations. With the levels being as small as they are, I'd probably drop it to like a six. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But it isn't – there's also – hang on. I'm getting ahead of myself. There's also the roguelite element is like, you know, the smallest hallway. In a video game, if I went through a hallway that small, I'd feel not satisfied. In VR – Swinging the sword's kind of tiring. Like, after you fight three monsters, you're like, whew, that was a battle, right? But right. if you fight three monsters in Diablo, you're like, give me my freaking money back. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, it's a hard to one-to-one -one some of these experiences. What I will say is I didn't want to put the game down. I was having an immense amount of fun. Mm. And um, I got a little sidetracked because I'm doing the campaign here in Egypt so far. Um, there is a roguelike mode. With a character called DM, D initial M, which I'm not, I guess stands for something, but I didn't really appreciate the humor. I was like, DM, like Dungeon Man, like this is weird. Yeah. Um, and she wasn't that well voice acted or scripted, which was a little unusual because the campaign is like phenomenal. Mm. And let me, I'll bring you to the VRification part. Part of this game is that it's like, you're going through space, and here's the three weavers of story. I can't remember what they're called. And they're gi giantesses because they're gods, and they talk to you from the huge, and it feels really cool to just be like, oh, my God. Ah. And then when you're falling through space or drowning in water, it's awesome. And see, this is your god mode where you got to pick up big giant things and move them so you can move your little guy around and solve puzzles. Oh, that's like, okay, environmental puzzle stuff, yeah. but from the perspective of the omni-god or whatever. That's yeah. cool. Well, I would say if I was 15, 16 and playing this game, I would be stoked. You'd be losing like, your for shit. For all the people buying their Quest 3 and getting just a good game by default, kids are going to love this game. Like, yeah, for sure. I think it. I mean, every time I see it, it looks really, really impressive. Is it Souls like in the combat? Would you say, or is it? Is I would it say more Jedi Survivor, Jedi okay. Fallen Order. Like Souls like, it's like very punishing if you don't hit. Yeah, this isn't 
punishing. It almost is a little bit Diablo-y. Like, you know, some of these third-person games like this feel like I'm killing a lot of monsters and doing stuff. Like, it it feels like, yeah, I could take on kind of a horde of these lizard men. Um, but uh, I would put it more in the, you know, Jedi Survivors does evoke a bit of that Dark Souls. Like, if I don't dodge, I get hit. But if I, do- if I parry with my sword or it, I have a shield eventually, um, that stuff matters. You can upgrade all of those abilities. So there are ultimates where you throw your axe on the ground, then your sword can turn into a whip, and you whip the sword, you whip the axe up into the air, and it causes a meteor shower. I haven't gotten to that part yet, but I just saw the demo. Like, they have videos showing what you can do when you upgrade the abilities, and it looks awesome. The menu screen is fully fledged. You'll see it here, and it looks it looks incredible. And it's, there's a lot of information. The big thing I would take away from this, and a lot, especially RPGs, is I wasn't bored. Hmm. From the time I booted up the game to the time I put it down just because I had two other VR games to try before I ate dinner, I didn't want to stop playing, and I enjoyed it a ton. That so seems like high praise to me. I would get I, I If IGN gave it a 10, I, I'm not mad about that. There aren't many VR 10s, and this definitely is, is a worthy um, pers- uh, worthy game to give it to. So yeah. uh, I would just say it's a bit of a VR 10. Keep your... Keep your like expectations about what you're going to get in a VR environment from flat screen in check. Yeah. But like I said, it's good because um, you, you might be able to fire 500 arrows in Skyrim with your controller, but like after 20 arrows, like your arms are tired in VR. <laughs> like, and you even see that in my Steam playthrough, right? VR is two percent. It's like, yeah, I can't play VR games for 16 freaking hours because yeah. like your shit gets tired, your brain gets tired, and, and like it's just it exhausts you in a different way. But it doesn't mean it isn't like fun, even just to play for a few hours or something like that. So, right, right. Well, that's great. Uh, solid, fantastic game. I've come to Love terms it. with John's uh, VR 10 comment because at first I was like, well, why couldn't they? Bear, bear, bear? But I've kind of come to terms with it. I think I think it makes sense to say. Given the f- kind of format that it is, I, th- I think it does deserve its own ranking. You know, yeah, Some games, I don't think yeah. they're necessarily one to one. Like, you know, I look at the footage that Bo was showing, him sitting there fighting, you know, this one bad guy, and like, ha ha. And I'm sure if you're in VR, that's an engaging thing. If you were playing that with a controller, that looks boring. That looks like I'm complaining about why does it take so long to kill something. But like Bo said, you know, the 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 way you engage is just going to be different with VR. Therefore, I think they need to be graded on different like merits. Um, and so saying it's a VR 10 isn't really meant to be a slight. It's just meant to be like, don't hear a 10 on VR and go, well, time to go slap down a thousand dollars and get all invested in VR because the greatest video game ever made just released. That's not yeah. what it means. That's all I was really trying to say. I wasn't trying to cut the game yeah. necessarily. Yeah, so. I, no, I, I think, get it. I think that's a, a, a good a good way to, to put it. Um, the $1,000 is with the full kit, which I highly recommend. My quality of life on the VR headset really benefits from spending the extra, but technically you can get it for you know 600 But I'm not... I'm not trying to push this on anyone. I'm just trying to say, like, this is a very good game. You will have fun with it if you like these this style of game. Um, yeah, but uh, is is it? Are you missing out on something you haven't played before doing this? Aside from the VR of it all, no, yeah, you've not really. The genre of game, yeah. yeah. In fact, it's worse than the genre of game you've played on flat screen. Sure, but sure. 
It's the novelty of VR, which can sometimes be really visceral. It's really cool when I'm falling through Rainbow Galaxy with like this weird hands like reaching out to me and moving me around and stuff. Like, there's some really cool visuals in this game. Yeah. Um, this would, yeah. I mean, go go ten years ago and just say, hey, guess what? This is what VR will look like in ten years. I would lose my shit. Yeah, this just, room I'm sh- we're showing right now in the video is looks phenomenal. In in like you know, it looks kind of just like a regular video game space. It's also blown up because um Oculus casting to the PC is an is a rec- like a vertical rectangle. Yeah. So and streaming oh. is 1080p horizontal. So I gotta like blow it out and zoom it in. So it looks also shitty. It's a little like cropped shitty on my stream. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, it, it, it's impressive looking in the game. Hmm. I love this game, man. And I haven't seen too much of Matt Mercer cause he plays the bad guy, uh, except he laughed at me a bunch. Oh, well, you're a funny guy. Mercer. So why not? But, uh, you know, he was out pimping that game at VGAs and well, he's, he's a delight as always to hear in your video games. So, you know, so that's, that, that's guys are so nice. You'll like that. I'm going to hear something nice. Liam did the other day. He probably won't love that. I'm telling this, but, um, my niece is out of her mind obsessed with all things critical role loves it mm. and mm. liam's her favorite and Aww, she didn't know sweet. she didn't know i knew liam so she's sitting there at this dinner we were having christmas dinner thing and she says and she's talking about it, oh i love those guys so much and i said yeah you know I, I i know liam and she's like shut up and she got like kind of emotional <laughs> got all weird and i said i promise it's true she goes i don't believe you and i said watch this and i texted him i says my niece doesn't believe that I know you or whatever I said. And he wrote back with a photo saying proof. And it was a picture of him just going, eh, making a face. And she started oh crying, dude. You're going to kill, you're gonna kill her. Yeah, don't, you got to be careful with that stuff. It's so, it gets she, so real. Sometimes. Yeah, they really take oh that stuff God. seriously. So she was like crying and all upset. Not upset, but in a good way. She was like, that is so cool. And, you know, losing it. Anyway, those guys are all those, like I'm that. I'm not worthy feelings, right? When you're like, oh, shit, the... The gods are here, and I'm yeah. not ready to meet the gods. Yeah. You know, like you know, <laughs> there's a bit of that. But he's he yeah. he and the rest of them, they're all just so kind with their time and stuff. Yeah. Just good people. Yeah. Uh, all right, tell That's us about. And, yeah, I, I hope. Well, hopefully, some Liam shows up, and if not, yeah, that'd be cool. Game, how how uh, what other? You said you you said you tried a few VR games. Did you try some others? Yeah. So um, I picked up another one. Uh, it was also a full price game that I paid for, uh, but this and it. I haven't fully confirmed it, but it did say so in the Quest store. This has cross-purchase. So if you buy it on Quest or Steam, you can activate it on the other one, which is great. More of that, please, Quest and Steam. That that is a huge hindrance trying to decide where I'm going to buy the game. Um, This game is called Arizona Sunshine. Arizona John's favorite. Two. Arizona Sunshine 2, right? This is the sequel. It's Arizona. This is the second one. State so nice they made two games. That's right. So the first one I missed out on, didn't play it. It's a zombie shooter. looked regular. Why did I get into two? Well, A, uh, because like I have The Walking Dead. A, I I was aware of the game, and one of the hallmarks of Arizona Sunshine is that it's extra bloody Hmm. on the Steam version. So I did quickly try it out in Quest. It's not nearly as bloody on Quest. I'm looking forward to playing it on Steam with full gore, but apparently it has a reputation for being massively explosively bloody, and I love it. Um, <laughs> the, the, but the, the main draw of this one, it's the only VR uh, zombie game that gives you this dog buddy. And I read the reviews for this game. Uh, not Well, not reviews, like reviews by reviewers of games, 
and everyone raves that your dog buddy is like the best thing ever in a VR video game. He's mm. a good boy. Mm. You set him to attack zombies and he rips them out. And apparently it's quite a fun experience and the gunplay is pretty good too. So I booted it up, tried it out. And so far I like it. I can smoke cigars and cigarettes. I talk like I'm, I like my guns and I call all the zombies Fred and why is Fred mad at me? I like the voice. Mm. The yeah, voice that's, of how, the player. that's how all of us here in Arizona talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the voice of the, this guy though, I, I know he's a hillabilly, but, uh, and that's not everyone, <laughs> but, uh, uh, that's the main character is like one of those guys that's like, God damn it, Fred, why are you, why are you making so much noise? Yeah. You play like a drunk, you know, hill, hillabilly kind of guy. Yeah. Um, the controls are a little fiddly. Definitely not as smooth or as beta tested as um, Asgard's Wrath 2. Still needs some work, I think. This is also, a, I think, a single dev game as well, which is really impressive for what it is. Oh, I didn't know um, that about this series. I, I figured this not, Yeah, you can see in this footage, too. You see the stogie in my like. Yeah. <laughs> <that's>, yeah. <laughs> I have a stogie in my mouth. It's just kind of fun. I should not have opened that door, though. I'm I was like, I felt like your wiener's out, but it's a, it's a cigar. <laughs> just walking yeah. around. So yeah. This is only one eye when you're streaming what it shows, but in two eyes, it kind of has this weird effect where it feels like it's where your mouth is. Oh, weird. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, I've enjoyed it so far. Only got a little bit of time with the game, but I wanted to bring some attention to it because uh, zombie shooters work in VR because the enemies are slow. And when, when you actually playing with your hands and stuff, you realize I'm old. And when I bend down in VR to pick things up, my knees hurt. Mm. Like in video games, you can crouch all the live long day, but you realize like, I don't want to crouch. I got like two crouches in me. You know, like, I don't want to crouch, like, 15 times. I have to sit down. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. That's awesome. Um, all right, that's Arizona Sunshine. Next one, and this was one I was really interested in, but it could have gone either way, Shitsville or Goodsville. But I'm glad to say it's actually pretty good. It's Lego Bricktails. What? Lego? What is Lego Bricktails? Well... Let me tell you, it has a Super Mario 64 kind of vibe, like John described, ball, bang on balls, in that <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's a hub world, and it's made out of Lego, but this isn't an action game. This is a game where you have to solve puzzles by building Lego. No bridge there. Here's a bunch of pieces. Build a bridge. And they give you a limited amount of pieces in space, and you use your controllers to build Lego pieces. And you gotta go. It's a stupid premise. It's like your 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 grandpa is a scientist, but he let all his sciencey worlds go to shit. And the mayor's coming, and we need to impress the mayor with how good his um, theme park looks. So we got to go to all the portal worlds all over the multiverse and fix everything up to get happiness crystals. And the happiness crystals will make the park shine. And it's stupid as shit, but I don't care. <laughs> it's it's enough of a premise to go around building Legos. Yeah, and so you'll see there, and, and everything is made out of Lego. The best part, I didn't discover this towards the end of the session. It's an AR game. So that background you're seeing, I can turn that off and see my room. Oh, that's cool. I like those. That's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah that. so you can put it on the table. You can zoom in <clears> and out, and it's like the Legos are moving, and you're controlling them, and then you get to build your Lego pieces it's kind of dope. And if you're like, I'm looking for nonviolent things to give to my kids. Kids love Lego. Lego Bricktails. It's a real winner. Let so me far. ask you this real quick. Uh, that's a game that also exists on a two. There's a 2D version of this game. Um, it's on phones. It's on 
looks like Apple Arcade has oh, it. Could be. Steam has it as well. Steam has just like a standalone non-VR thing. So this must be it's a separate game. It's not the same. Oh, yeah. It's all, oh, it's way cheaper on here, too. Yeah. Like, okay, so this game already exists. Uh, cool. I never played it. Yeah. yeah. It I like imagine VR adds a real dimension to it, though, that these other versions don't, if I had to guess. Yeah. Well, I can pick up the pieces literally with the controller. Probably with hand detection, it probably works, too. Yeah. I just feel like I'm building things. I mean, it's probably fine on flat screen, too, but it was a fun, chill, like I'm sitting on my couch, like just chill and putting the pieces together and... Sure. I liked it. It was, a, it was a vibe. So it's awesome. Anyways. All right, that's great. Very cool. Yep. Uh, what VR else do you section. got? That's what I got for you. There you go. VR, everybody. Our VR moment is over. Now we move on to some two D content. Uh, yeah. Just, so uh, just a quick check in on the Baldi 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 Gate Baldi Gate Baldi Gate that's Baldur's my game. Gate uh, three multiplayer it. session. Uh, I we Vlacketh uh, wished us all dead based on how that went down. Yeah. And I just wanted to share that with everybody. I'm it, glad that that happened. Yeah. It sucks having played through the game with them because basically I have to sit out the story. But in that case, I was nudging them towards that. <laughs> like, you sure you don't want to say like this? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we want to say that. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And we we nailed the um, the uh, wish ending, which I don't know if you've gotten this far, Scott. So this might be spoilers for you. But there's a god, and if you piss her off. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you, she will. She will. She will wish you dead, and you will reach the game over screen. Oh wow! It's not a fight. Not anything. You're. You're just like you're all punky to a god who wants you to be. You know, respectful. Sure. And and she's just like okay, die, and you die. Just tears you a new butthole. Yeah. All it's right. Fun. It's a funny outcome. But anyway, so there's that. All right. Um, nice. Yeah, that's it. That's you know, it's great. We had laughs as usual Sundays on my stream. Sure. Check it out. Uh, Diab- uh, okay. And moving on to the last game, Diablo Four. Remember that game, guys? Yeah, I'm playing still that playing. a lot. I'm still playing mm-hmm. that I've too. Heard, I didn't. I've heard of that. I didn't mention it, but I've been playing a bit as well. Um, no, did you do the seasonal event? That's just what I was going to talk. I about I didn't. Today. Tell me about that because I didn't. I missed that, but I did. I have been playing just this season in general um, more than so I did. There's a big uh, satyr uh, satyr. Or whatever the fallen, like uh, you know, red is like a red riding hood or red hood, red hooded demon mm-hmm. that you got to go around and hunt and get all these materials and turn them in to upgrade. You know, it doesn't take long to upgrade this the sort of station where the bard is at, and then turn it into him for he's got a weapon aspect and a few bags of like goodies he can give you for cheap. But the main thing he gives you is wintry cosmetics. Um, the event itself, kind of fun, you know, whatever. It's demons to slay, like not earth shattering. It's just a little event. Right. But I wanted to make this comment again because we need to keep putting it, this out there about the game. There's a ton of cosmetics. I'm not going to farm for any of them. Mm. Yeah, they're Christmassy and it's not my thing, but that's not why. They look like shit compared to what's in the store. Mm. I don't know why anyone wants any of this stuff. When I went to the store and there's some badass new armor sets, like the Druid has like giant, um, giant, uh, like Elkhorn frost armor looks, I, I almost spent $20 again. I don't, I've never even rolled a Druid in my life yet or I have in beta, but I, I don't have a Druid character. Uh, it's a travesty. Like Codex gone. And we're talking about that later too. I don't know if it's just him, but fix the fucking armor in Diablo Four. <laughs> like you, it's so sad. Like there's there's armor in PvP. Yeah, looks lame uh, compared to the store. There's armor. You you want me to grind? 
You want me to log in and enjoy the game and give me like absolute trash for your winter event, but I can spend 20. It's not that game guys. Like I'm going to be incentivized to play to get a badass sword by playing the game. Like, I just don't know what to tell you. It's just, they've swung too far. The other I way. really like Diablo yeah. four and yeah. like, Sometimes I'm kind of okay. You know, I'm okay with the battle pass. It's cool. Like whatever. Um, it's a real shame that comparatively everything that you can earn in the game looks like shit compared to what's in the store. I think it's it's. I find per, it's just personal tasting. I find it to be a problem. I think it's a problem. The- I think it's been a problem since the day they got up at a BlizzCon well before the release of the game saying, we were going to work really hard to make sure the stuff in the game is the best stuff and you're going to be able to earn it all. It feels like this like didn't, they straight up didn't do that. They haven't done it. Like, even when I was kind of like that, I'm doing the BFD raid. I got the Fathom Blade. looks like a crazy-ass uh, <laughs> blue ivory toothpick, but whatever. It's awesome. Like It stands out. People are like, shit, what sword is that? I earned it from fighting a boss, and you can too. Yeah. But this game's like, where'd you get that sweet bow? I, mean, I paid twenty four dollars. You have a credit card, son? You know, go get it yourself. Like it, it's depressing. Oof. It's Oof. just not that game. And yeah. like I, on the surface, I don't mind, but it really stood out with this event. I'm like, sweet, I'm gonna log in and do the event, and went. I don't want anything from this. This event sucks because the stuff looks sucky compared to what I can get in the store. Yeah, and. They can fix and that, I, but they're not there yet. They yeah, gotta, they gotta work they can on that. Switch that off. Just get yeah. rid of this. Get rid. Keep the battle pass. I think battle pass is awesome. Sea of Thieves does it. I'm cool with that shit. But it's the same problem as Sea of Thieves. You got a game whose sole purpose is to be a rich pirate, and you can spend the mo- the stuff you can spend the money on looks like ass compared to what you can whip out your credit card for. You yeah. fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm gonna use f bomb on this, but you go know, for it. You're literally effing your game. Like you're <laughs> like you're taking your game that people spent hundreds of hours on it and then you're opening up your pants <laughs> spreading your butthole and just taking a giant shit on the beautiful thing you made you're just like just like a large piping like five foot shit all over every inch of Diablo 4 and Sea of Thieves by doing that <laughs> and like that's that's how the game will be remembered it's like you built the Sistine Chapel but then you you took a shit on it and puked all over the walls and pissed on everything and yeah. made it terrible. That's like what you're doing, guys. R- rough description there. About it's just frustrating. Done. I'm just, I was so happy to, like, it's cool. I, I played the event. I'm like proud to log in. And then I'm like, it just feels so, you want me to play for this? Yeah. Like, ugh. I get it. No, I I hear you. I'm a hundred percent with you. Like I, I played a little bit of season two and I was like, oh, this seems like some good improvements, but I dropped off for similar reasons. Like the the gear is still not in a good place. I know they're working on it. Like they were literally in one of their uh, Q and A's wearing jokes from like that carbot animation of you know on a Tuesday this piece of gear will do this. You know that that sort of joke because mm-hmm. I think the gear is like novels length too long. Like and people just want to do cool overpowered stuff and they're just writing these novels about what the gear does but it feels like it's going in the right direction but I'm like I don't really like any of the how I don't like how the gearing and the mechanics work I don't think the game the game is fun but the game isn't fun in a way where I'm like oh I gotta go seek out more of that right now and then to top it all off like 
I already have almost all the appearances that you can get from the base game and anything that I don't, I don't care about Mm. because again, what is in the shop is way cooler and I am not going to spend that kind of money on the shop in Diablo. So it's like, well, I can't make myself look cool. The gear sucks and the fights aren't interesting enough to spend time with it. Why is this installed? And I uninstalled it, even though I bought the. Well, I use my free season, but I use like, my free yeah. Season and there's there's definitely like other criticisms, and I'm sure they'll work on this stuff. But I just worry that the store is a permanent feature. It's the worst. It's easily the worst part of the game right now. Yeah, I I think if they were selling things for two bucks, I wouldn't complain as much, and I'd probably buy a bunch of them. But twenty four dollars for anything really is too I just much. Think the fact. It's the fact that it stands head and shoulders visually better than anything you get yeah. in the game. Yeah. Like, yeah, in my opinion, they have like uh, flames and colored lights and like, <laughs> and dang, you know, all sorts of dangly blood and, you know, God knows what. And then everything in the game is just like, here's some gray. Here's here, you want pants. Gray. Yeah. You got yeah. Pants. pants. You want some pants? How about a. How about a rusty old looking sword that's got nothing cool about it? And the fact that they have the it. nerve to put like these things, like you can PvP for like three weeks, get enough to buy all the gear, and it's just bandages. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> like I'm like you know, like the whole the whole idea behind being an epic adventurer is you go into the dungeon and find ancient items that have not been seen for centuries. You know, like it seems basic when you say it's it. It's not H and M. It's yeah, just like you it's know, simple. Like it's, it's simple. That concept is simple, but the, the, the economics of it get in the way. I don't know. I hope they can find a better balance because it sucks right now. It's not great. Yeah. Uh, um, if they can find a way to monetize something else, then, you know, great. I don't know what. I just don't know. If, I, I don't think they need to do it. The big controversy is, like, apparently expansion is going to cost $100. Isn't that enough money? Is that true? <laughs> like, is that real? Uh, it was a survey that got sent out. Yeah, there's they would some pay hundred dollars for. Oh, I'm not doing that. Um, they floated the idea of would you find a hundred dollars uh, valuable if it came with all these perks? Oh, well, them so doing. Was, I would find you know, hundred dollars valuable but... if you said we'll axe the store if you pay a hundred dollars. I'd be like, you know what? I'd throw money at a good decision like that. Let's do it. There wow. You go. Okay. Well, there you have it. We're going to take a break and consider all these things in uh, about a five Sorry minutes. Sorry for time. the graphic description to all the people eating right now. Apparently, <laughs> chat room is like <laughs> spreading your butthole and barfing on everything. <laughs> it made me laugh. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back from this break, we will do a uh, quick Dear Martha. We got some news to hit and a couple of calls today. So uh, it'll be fun. Come on back. We'll be gone for about five, and we uh, hope you will return. We'll see you in a second. We are back, everybody. Thanks for hanging in there. We have more to do, and it begins with this Dear Martha. Now, you may have heard this before, but today it's about a game I was forbidden to go look at before we heard this. <laughs> well, you can look at it. Just don't it's pull a- it up on stream. Oh, is it dirty? I just is don't want one? you to get banned on Twitch. Oh, you it's dirty. It, well, they got Scott. new rules now. I can put black bars over my boobies and things. I can do that now. All right. Well, yeah. You're going to have to be deft with it. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> Uh, what's this called? Let's see. I can tell people what it's called. It's called Cloud Meadow, and I'm just going to quickly just take a look yeah. here. Uh, NSFW, uh, big big time. So Cloud Meadow. It sounds nice. Sounds lovely. Oh. You know, it's uh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. That this is might not be the most egregious one yet. I think potentially. Is this like a little farm synth? It is. Yeah. 
It says on review, Scott. It says equal parts farming simulator, RPG, visible and visual novel is an erotic game about learning to work with a monstrous ally in order to build a new home and explore uncharted lands. Yeah, it looks like just boning, though. All right. Well, anyway, uh, let's let dear Martha explain Uh, now. Here you go. Oh, that's quiet. Just a second. Let me fix that. My dearest Martha, Cloud Meadow is like playing yet another fantasy farming sim RPG with NPC romance options because you can't download enough of them because you're an addict. But instead of imagining the saucy scenes because they usually don't have them, you get the saucy scenes in the game. And the icing on the cake and all the confetti is that all the men are hot and can horizontal mambo each other. I've never seen a game where the male romance options didn't get shafted. This is the first, and I'm including Baldur's Gate because a starian sounds like a meme, and Gale isn't hot to me at all. The male-slash-male and female-slash-male options are on par with the female-slash-male and female-slash-female, which is like a Christmas miracle. I would love the affection to count more with characters, boyfriends, and fishing, but I'm just being greedy. But if there's ever paid DLC for more scenes with the current characters, an alternate scene, and more scenes with new characters, I'm here for it. With my wallet. Yours in this life and the next. Hallelujah. What? Wait, what's that name again? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I forgot for a second that you're reading a Steam review, and I was like, what is John? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like, very oh, rambly. Yeah. yeah, it sounds. I mean, yeah. If you didn't know John was reading a review, we'd all worry about John. But he read a review. It's all fine. All right. Well, that was this awesome. This is a, a pretty wild game, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love sure that Bo that does a little deep dive research while the dear Martha goes on. Yeah. He's like, I got to find out more about. Yeah. This. What else is going on in this game? Says Bo. All right, well, well done. Now this. Time for some uh, other news of note. As we mentioned earlier, uh, Bobby Kotick penned a, penned a good, uh, or, it's not good, a goodbye letter. And uh, he sent it to his staff. He revealed that his final date as CEO is the end of this month, 29th of uh, this month. And also, goodbye, get out of here. We're done. See ya. He's out of here. No more. No more Bobby Kotick. He can go home and he can go home and cultivate a culture of abuse at home and not at work anymore. How about that? Uh, anyway, woo, it sounded harsher than I meant it, but also I don't like Bobby a, it. It sounded like you're like, now go home and beat up your family. Yeah, get out of here, buddy. Uh, Insomniac suffered a major leak. Sony and Insomniac, because they're kind of in cahoots in ways that are, they're basically the same company. Uh we now know the next five games they're working on and the rough dates for them. Dates don't really matter, though. But a Venom game is in the works. Uh, literally, the next game would be a Venom game. Yeah. Then Wolverine. That game, according to this uh, leak, 2025 at the earliest. 
which is a bummer because that's, I don't know, I feel like we've been waiting forever for that. Still probably before Grand Theft Auto. Probably. Just uh, think about that. 2028 or 29, we're looking at uh, Spider-Man 3 and X-Men, uh, an X-Men game. Where I don't know if it have another subtitle they didn't say, but that thing's looking at like 2030. Um, there was a lot more in here, though. There was stuff about their deals with Disney and uh, various executives and... Um, you know, I mean, there was a lot like you could get a full rundown of plot synopsis yeah. for Wolverine. Like, we're not going to cover all of that. Like, I mean, most of this stuff we knew was coming. We knew there was probably going to be a spinoff Spider-Man game. It certainly seemed like Venom was going to be the the road they were going there. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine was obviously known. They had already talked about Spider-Man, uh, a third Spider-Man coming up. And then they even said jokingly, you can probably guess where we go from there. I don't think X-Men is the craziest thing. So I don't think we're really airing something that they would be super sad to have uh, aired on this show. But there is definitely stuff in the leaks that they were not happy about. I know a couple people at Insomniac were saying a lot of stuff that got leaked was, you know, thoughts of a time and place, not necessarily intended and the reason they're you know down about it is because people have a tendency to see these things and take them as promises even though this is long before they're at that stage where they feel like any of this needs to be mandatory yeah so or leaked footage or photos like there's leaked footage of wolverine and it looks kind of bad like it's alpha it's pre-alpha it's like you know yeah not great same thing with gta not long ago those leaks looked yeah we saw the gta leak it looked awful and Mm -hmm. like now the new trailer came out and the first thing everybody was saying was like i can't believe how good this looks like yeah big shock when games leak early they look terrible and they even seem like they're probably going to run terribly so i I think you know it's time not that me saying this is going to change anything but like uh, part of why what you're doing with Greg Street I appreciate is because it gets to what I've said, which is treat your audience like adults. Yeah. Um, you know, I think us as gamers should be able to see a leak like this and go, all right, well, we're talking about many, many years down the road. None of this is promise. None of this is guarantee. Let's just use it to get excited and speculate. Um, you know, not everybody's going to do that. And yeah. I think that's unfortunate because that's the reason why this stuff you know, doesn't happen. That's why they keep the secrets is because they're a company that literally got criticized for puddles being different between an E3 demo and a live game coming out. So you might see why they're a little sensitive to information being out there that they don't stand behind a hundred percent. Couple of clarifications, uh, not technically a leak. It was a hack and the hackers involved demanded $2 million dollars. Uh, Insomniac said no, and then they made it public. So that's that's the sequence of events there. Also, there was a fifth game in here that they uh, we didn't mention, but there's a new Ratchet and Clank game coming out in between some of these uh, as yeah. one of their games coming out. It's about a terabyte of data. That's a lot of stuff, and a lot of it's documents, financial info. It's pretty pretty gnarly, pretty messy. But this too shall pass. Uh, Steam now allows you to totally hide games from your profile. So go nuts. Hey, hey, Bo, go buy, go buy Cloud Meadow now and then just hide it. Nobody yeah, needs I've to already- know. No one will know. You could have it and play it. And we can't call you out on the show for it. Mm-mm. I've already got games I need to hide. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how do I do this retroactively? <laughs> I, do, I do have uh, Orc Massage, uh, but which I have only played four minutes of. 
Well, you only got four. I thought you played well, more. How of that. do you know it's a bad game if you only got four minutes? Well, I booted it up just to check it out, and I was like, I don't know. I chickened out, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. You don't want to be. You don't want to be thought of as that guy who found out that Orc Massage did something early, and you're like, oh, I have that game. Look, everybody, it's in my library. I get that. But I, you know, I don't have anything to hide. I only have one game that's even. What was that one called? Lust from Beyond. That was a key I got, and I was had been hesitant to talk about it on the show. It turned out to be just kind of a bad Doom clone. What about that dirty sex chess game where people were having sex and shitting all over Oh, yeah, the, the sex chess that we looked at a long time ago. Sex oh, chest? Sex, yeah, we watched, well, we I didn't watched buy the it. sex chess game. Oh, I well, thought... You were the, I, I'm pretty sure you were the one that brought it to our attention. Did I? No, or was it... Sex chess? Someone, one sex of us chess. needs to buy an adult video game and find out how this works. For science. Oh, sex chest. That's right. Because the screenshots in this thing. Oh my gosh, dude. Okay, I we didn't, nobody bought it. And we just we just no nobody the bought it. We hey, it's seventy percent off right now. Two dollars thirty nine cents for sex chess. Okay, right, buy it, it for science, someone. Yeah, Bo's buying it for science. Um, that's really cheap, but also I'm a little concerned where this guy's putting that mace. All right, I'm shutting that down now. That's close. I'm closing that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why well, I looked at it bad? again, expecting it would be different. This no, time. It's should I not have I bought it? Last... No, no, I'm glad you did. No. Then you can tell us. You can tell us all about it. All right. Did you so... figure out how to hide it? It's supposedly something you can do right it's, away. It's still down four gigs. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> like a dollar a gig. <laughs> I want to know for four gigs what is in there that constitutes four gigabytes of data. For my God. Yes. Oh my jeez. Oh, that seems nuts. All right. So, so do you know how to hide things? How do we do this? Here? Yeah. What's the uh, process? It looks like you can right-click it in your library and say hide. Um, uh, hold on. Manage, hide this game. Hide this okay. game. I thought it just meant hide it for you. It hides it for yeah, everybody. I don't. I don't see it on my. Li- how am okay, I supposed did to play you- it? Oh, that's a good point. How are you supposed to play it? Um, I don't know. Well, Hold now on. you can go, I to, go the, to your profile. Oh, do I see that you okay. bought it? Yeah, it's a hidden tag. So, so um, okay. Okay, hold on. Let me go to my. Let me go to your profile and see if I see that you bought it, though, because that's an important thing too. It's a tag okay. called hidden, which doesn't show up even in my list. Oh, weird. I mean, but you, st- like, you can like still go to the games. store. Yeah, you can still go to the store or, or view it as a... You'll yeah, always be able to play it. it. No, I don't see it in your... What is love is all around, Bo? <laughs> oh, you'll find out next week. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> I don't see sex chess, but I do see love is all around. Wow. Love, around, love is all around is not a porn game, but it is something I'm planning on entertaining my stream with and i'll tell you about next week okay oh, oh look it's a bunch of k-pop looking people it's chinese oh so chinese Korean. sorry um it's it's a visual novel that is overwhelmingly positive featuring full fmv 1080p and um I think some streamers are streaming it and i'm like i'm gonna stream this for people this was you're stealing my thunder a little bit, but in a way, this is advertising. Do you want to watch? So, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I was just trying to. No, none of it is. None of it's. Uh, they don't have any tags on here that this is like egregious. So it sounds like just like a visual novel. No, this is like a wholesome dating game. Mm. So we're gonna. Yeah, it's an RPG. Is it got, a role. It looks like it's full of FMV. That's exciting. Yeah, it's like nothing but FMV. It's like a whole TV show thing. So oh, like Mad Dog McCree, you know. Yeah, I don't see that I can see that you bought sex chess. I think you're 
think you're safe. Sex chest isn't hidden. It isn't hidden. Oh, it's oh, not hidden. Well, then I'm just not finding it. Maybe it's cached and you don't see it yet or something. It's new. I mean, new in his library, so you may not have right. access to seeing well, it. Well, I can't even find Orc Massage anymore. I think I have to type it in search to get, yeah, the hidden category. Or maybe I type, how do I find? You sure these aren't, yeah, these are Chinese, Chinese, this Mandarin on screen, but these girls, I swear this well, girl looks might, like my I sister. Mean, who knows where they're from, right? So I don't know. I haven't played the game yet. I don't know the story. All right. Well, but, good luck. Um, Love is all around. <laughs> good luck yeah. with that one. Uh, what else? Finally, oh, Sony sold a bunch of PS5s. Not much to say here, except they sold 50 million PS5s. That is very successful at this stage of this generation. I think Sony is probably feeling pretty good about those numbers. That is nice and strong. Uh, finally, the World of Warcraft 2024 roadmap is out. Uh we don't have to talk much about this except to say classic got its own roadmap, which that hasn't happened before. Um, I thought that was significant and that seems pretty cool. And there's also yeah, a pirate thing in here that I can't quite tell what they're going to do with it, but I like pirates. So there's that. Uh, it's cool though, right? The classic yeah. got all that. I think that's great. I, I think having a roadmap is very important. I've said it before, but I think, you know, if you're going to, Give them $15 a month if you're going to buy expansions. If you're going to pay for a thing, you should have a rough idea of what you're getting with that purchase. Yeah. And the, the thing I said about the winter update, which will come in January sometime, is 10.25, which will be Seeds of Renewal. That includes the Dragon Isles epilogues, the Reclamation of Gilneas, and most importantly for me, Dragon Riding Worldwide. I want that. Oh, and Follower Dungeons sounds so cool. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. Is that, the, is that the dungeon where you just have AI teammates? Yeah, it's just you and a bunch of AI. So people are, who did I, Taliesin was really having fun with it on the PTR. I have not tried it, but hearing good things. Uh, all right. That's it for that. Let's get to some calls. That's a good question. Got two of them today. A Fortnite prediction, because I made kind of a crappy one last week about Fortnite's trying to build, they're going to out Minecraft, Minecraft with this new mode thing. Um, and here's the thoughts from this listener. Hey, Bo, John, and Scott. This is Clayton calling for CORE. Uh, I was thinking about your conversation about Epic building a platform with Fortnite and how it might be competing with Minecraft. I think it's actually looking to compete with Roblox. If you have seen the investigation by People Make Games into how Roblox is an unsafe environment or can very easily become unsafe for young users, an opportunity for Epic to build a safer, more professional, better run platform that allows a lot of the functionality of Roblox. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Uh, interesting. John, you got kids who liked Roblox or I guess it got banned or whatever. What's the deal with Roblox in your house? Uh no, it's it's allowed, but we definitely like it's not my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. Like you know, right right now, a lot more interest is being spent in Rocket League and Fortnite and stuff like that. I certainly prefer that. Like Roblox is a bit of a. It's like, it's like if somebody put a rainbow colored plastic fence around the Wild West. Mm -hmm. Like it presents very kid friendly, but then once you get in. Like you can see and do some crazy stuff and there's certainly people doing some shady business and 
you know, as parents, it's your job to monitor. It's your job to try and uh, protect them from that. But it certainly gives kids a lot of tools to get around that, even when you're trying to do due diligence. So I'm not a huge fan of Roblox, but so, it's not necessarily for me. So the idea that maybe Fortnite is trying to build a storefront or the Fortnite is the front end and you get into Fortnite and now there's all these new experiences that aren't just Fortnite, the battle Royale, it's the Lego thing. It's the racing. It's the other stuff. I think he's maybe onto something like maybe they're just trying to yeah. p- create a, a big playground that maybe is safer or maybe less, um, less wild West, like to use your analogy. Yeah. And I mean, there, there's still, I mean, any, anytime you're playing with other people, anytime you're going to have potential voice comms, which again, you can disable and stuff like that. And you can take steps. Um, I do, I, you know, it's worth noting that I do wish that Microsoft, um, I haven't really tried with Sony, like Xbox is the family platform we use, so I can really only call out Microsoft on this one. Uh, I feel like they could do more. Um, I think it's a little unfortunate how limiting some of their tools and rules and restrictions are um, to a degree of where it's like, you know, hey, we want our kids to be able to go play Rocket League, but we don't want them to have voice chat and we we want to put them on this but if you set the profile at a certain level they can't launch rocket league at all Mm. but you have to up it to a certain level so that they can get online but then that opens the gate of having other um chat options and stuff like that it's just really tricky to kind of it's trickier than it should be but um that aside yes overall Fortnite is a safer experience um but, you know, you still have to be careful. None of this is going to monitor itself. Like, yeah. I still have to do, like, who are you talking to next when you go by the door and you hear someone speaking? Who are you talking to? How are you talking to them? Right. What are they saying? What are you hearing? You know, like, yeah. you know, what, you get asked for permission to download a mod and next thing you know, you find out a bunch more stuff got downloaded. So you got to... You got to be vigilant. Like any system has ways around it. Um, Roblox, it's just a little easier. So I am happier that Fortnite is garnering this interest. I do think that's who they're competing with. Um, Bo, you also got a call kind of around your don't call it the Game Awards rant a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, whenever it was. A week ago, I guess. I rant. I had a rant. Not a rant so much as you. You were like, I don't said call it, it the, shouldn't be called the. Oh, Game maybe it was you more than Bo, but I. But we all kind of agreed. Well, we have a little bit of follow up on that. Donovan, and I'm calling in for the core podcast. Uh, I was just listening to your most recent episode, at least I think it's the most recent, uh, when John was talking about what to call the Game Awards and how we shouldn't call it the Game Awards. Just had a couple ideas. I think we should call it Jeff Keighley's Celebration of Games or Games Celebration Extravaganza, something like that, something that has a celebration in it, because that's really what it is. We're giving awards to games this year that have been celebrated. Also, we're celebrating new games coming out. Um, I just think it's—I think it'd be a much better event if it was called that, so we wouldn't have that association with awards. Just so a thought. So his idea: just take awards out of there entirely. The name, yeah, I maybe, mean. or just maybe it's, they call it like the Oscars, but instead of the Oscars, it's the Kojimas. The Kojimas. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I mean, I like that was my whole point. Like the awards not getting enough screen time. We don't know the logistics of what concessions need to be made in order for the game awards to happen at all. 
Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, we can almost 100% agree that that event certainly didn't feel like it was about the awards. So calling it the Game Awards is a little... It's, it just seems ridiculous to me. And it might sound silly to be like, well, it's still the same show if you rename it. Yeah, but then I don't have to hear about how the Game Awards wasn't about the Game Awards, which is nearly as exhausting as Kratos' speech yeah. the previous year. Yeah, like, the previous just, year. Yeah. I, just get, I just get sick of it. Like It's been the problem every single year. It continues to be a problem. I don't see it getting fixed. Um, you know, I think they did overcorrect. Just call it something different. Just say that... Stop pretending it's about the Game Awards if you're not going to give them the time. Look, if Twitter can change their name to X, you guys can change your name to the Game Awards, okay? I know it's not the same, even remotely the same situation, but branding is hard. Branding is expensive. When you do a big brand rewipe name change, it's a pain in the bum. Mm. So I mean, I, I always wanted them to just be called the Keelys. I always felt like that was the more appropriate name. I can't claim that i thought of that i think someone else used to call them the keelys but i i think that's at least that doesn't sound as serious like, yeah yeah it was just a keely yeah or what or change it to just <laughs> scratch out some of the names so instead of game awards just cut out a and ds and this be game the game war you know what i mean yeah or you want to be cool accurate. about it but not change all the signage you just cross shit out like, again, I didn't hate the show. And I see Omega-9 in the chat saying they hate themselves. I don't. It was there to be entertaining. And if you were entertained, that's fine. That was what its job was. Right. But I do feel bad for people that were up there trying to put their passion on stage for the Game Awards because they won a Game Award and not having enough time to do so. So right. I, I just feel like that's a silly, silly name. Yeah. It is weird when 20 minutes of your broadca award broadcast is of a three hour broadcast is spent on awards. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. You're stretching, you're, stre you're kind of stretching the, the truth uh, there. If we said, hey, Core is uh, a video game show and we only spent 18% of the show talking about games and the rest talking about pogs or something. <laughs> uh huh. You know, careful, Scott. <laughs> someone's going to do the percentage on core. Uh, yeah. well, I think it's we do a good shock us. Yeah. We have some strange conversations, but we do a good job sticking to it. I think done so. a good job of relegating it to the pre-show. Yeah, that's People, true. That's true. I think just sometimes we say shocking things and it stands out above the video game talk, but yeah. I think most of our talk is video game talk. I think so too. Right guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I have a better so percentage than the game awards did game awards. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. Oh, that's hell yeah. That, that is Put a true fact. Put it on paper. Yeah, I agree. But what I really like to do is get your calls and you guys sent them in. So thank you for those. 801-471-0462. Yeah, it's the 10 hams line. Call that anytime. 801-471-0462. Text it or voicemail it. We're happy to play uh, and read any of that stuff when you do it. If you'd also like to hear more of these, I have a few stacked up that are kind of outro calls. So they're getting played in the post today. Uh, you'll hear those uh, after we kind of wrap things up with Grandma today. So check those out. A few more calls there. And please keep them coming. You can also email us, talktothecore at gmail.com. Quick note about a brand new patron this week. He's our sole new guy. Now, around the holidays, this is what happens. People kind of slow down a little bit. They're busy. they got stuff going on. But Mark Brand took the time to come and sign up on our Patreon. And I think he deserves to get called out for being such a stud and doing that. Hero right. of the week. Mark Hero Brand. of the week, Mark Brand. 
That's right. I'm going to go get my own Mark brand right on my butt. Anyway, Mark, you're awesome. Thank you for that. You are going to now enjoy the show without commercials ever, without pre or with pre-show and post-show content and monthly host shows and artwork in the mail. There's so many reasons to sign up. Go do it now. That's patreon.com slash core show. And huge thanks to our existing patrons. You guys are all awesome. Uh, that is going to do it for the show. You can find all this information, by the way, at frogpants.com slash core. And I started putting a list of the games in the posts uh, wherever it gets posted. Look at you, Scott. Helping out people. Oh, yeah. I noticed that last week. Great job. Just trying to help a little, right? Because we know ahead of time what we're going to talk about. It's actually kind of easy to make the list. It's a lot of the other notes that are hard because we talk about random shit. But we got two-pronged approach now. Three-pronged. One, one, we talk about it in the first place. Two, One, you can pay attention. Right. Two, when you can pay attention. you can pay attention to the end of the show. And then grandma at the end of the show. And then third, if you want to read it, those are there too. You have no excuses to know what we played. All right? So speaking of which, let's throw it to grandma and let her tell us what the hell we played this week. If you want to know what the boys played, they played the finals. All three of them. Then Scott and John played Lethal Company. Scott and John also played House Flipper 2. Scott played Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader and an arcade full of cats. That's not a statement or a description. That's actually a game that he played. An arcade full of cats. That's the one where you find cats. Why am I spending more time explaining this one than the others? I don't know. John played Bang on Balls. Do with that what you will. He also played Death Must Die, WWE 2K23, Fortnite. I'm about to sneeze. I'm going to power through it. Bo played WoW, Season of Discovery. Congratulations for whatever it is you did there. Asgard's Wrath 2, Arizona Sunshine 2, Lego Brick Tales Not 2, Baldur's Gate 3, and Diablo 4. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. We played a lot, you guys. But we're going to play more. And if you tune in on Tuesdays, I don't know if we have a set time yet, but we'll work on that. Uh, We're going to stream more. All right? Daytime time stuff. So come back and watch us. I hope we get a chance with Bo to play... uh, uh, hoo-ha. What's Lethal called? Company. Lethal Let's Company. Do it. Let's do it. Let's do it if we don't, on Tuesday. I would love do it. Do it on Tuesday. A little post-Christmas yeah, fun. If we, yeah. If we don't get the Lethal Company, then I'm voting for balls. Yeah, balls, dude. Balls on. Bang on balls. Bang, bang, on, bang balls. on balls. I'd be all into either of those things. Anyway, we're going to be uh, doing that more. So we hope to see you guys around on the live channels. Uh, and we're doing it everywhere now, including <laughs> Twitter and Instagram tonight. I'm told on Instagram it's just one tall sliver of the show. It doesn't put the whole thing in, this, in the view. Yeah, you, I think you need to do the vertical. I think you can do a vertical version of output, but I haven't figured that out. Yeah, I haven't either. I wish there was a way just to rotate it so people just turn their phones sideways and go. But anyway, I'll figure it out. Uh, in the meantime, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for hanging out. We hope you all have a fantastic and Merry Christmas and get cool gifts that are usually gaming related. That'll do it for yeah. us, for me, for John, for Bo. We'll see you next time. Get more at frogpants.com. Collect worthless garbage. Hey, core boys, this is Dead Center. Calling to you live from Dallas, Texas. Just wanted to weigh in on the wrestler actors. Absolutely agree with you guys. Batista, when he got the call for Drax, went and did like six months of acting courses to play one of the simplest characters, right? Drax, who is all literal, doesn't get jokes, uh, uh, you know, metaphors even. 
just wonderful. He throws himself at any role. It doesn't matter how small, like Scott brought up on Blade Runner. John Cena, too, I don't know how much you guys know about his career. He's on, like, his third, fourth, maybe even fifth shot at this point. So I think he's just grateful and therefore commits. Uh, and, and while The Rock, I agree, again, Rundown is best movie, um, The Rock, I think, knows that he's good, right? And, and or thinks that he's great, and I think that does him a disservice. Main thing, what Batista and, and John Cena have going for him is, is, I think they feel like, you know, this could leave at any point, and so they got to make it worth it. Uh, just couldn't agree more. One of my favorite topics to discuss is, is wrestlers who became actors. Uh, love you guys. Here we go. Hey, this is Axel for Core, calling all the Core Hounds. Um, a few episodes back, myself, I'm always behind on things. But I'm a teacher, and I teach uh, political science, American history. I've got degrees in this stuff. And uh, you were talking about the data on the losing teeth a few episodes back, the 24th, I think it was, pre-show. Anyway, so with the data, whenever data shows anything, there's always intervening variables. And most likely, they're not controlling for things like, well, why did you lose your teeth in the first place? Well, I lost my teeth because I'm addicted to meth, and I keep smoking meth. Well, your life expectancy went down because you smoked so much meth, sir. If you stopped smoking meth, you probably wouldn't die so soon. But you lost your teeth because you smoked meth. You didn't die early because you lost your teeth. You died early because you smoked meth. And because you smoked meth, you lost your teeth. And that's what's called the intervening variable. They're not usually taken into account because people aren't smart enough, unfortunately. And then people read studies, and then they just go, well, that's the conclusion. And they don't look for intervening variables. So that would be my guess is that some of these uh, intervening variables are causing the problem, too. And so we're seeing a bigger number. I'm not saying they don't. you don't default to processed foods when you have less teeth. I'm just saying that usually you lose teeth because you weren't taken care of as a person. Poor nutrition as a child, stuff like that. My wife would have lost a lot of her teeth due to poor nutrition as a child, if not for her grandma taking her to the dentist and being like, you're going to fix this, here's money. So, anyway, have a good one. See you later. Hey, guys, this is for CORE. Just wanted to give you a big thank you for selling me on so many games this year. Like, literally, I am having a real hard time saving up money to buy all these cool games, especially Baldur's Gate 3, Assassin's Creed Mirage. But uh, what ended up happening? Well, I resubscribed to WoW. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people have because, well, it's time to come home. Anyway, keep up the great work. Love listening to you guys. Thank you. Hey, Scott. Bo and John, this is Colin in Seattle. Uh, I'm pretty sure I was the one with that super mysterious garbled voicemail. Uh, that voicemail was meant for Bo, and he kind of answered it on the latest show. Um, I was basically saying I had a little bit of change saved up, you know, got a new job, got a new promotion, things are good, got a little bit of cash in the bank, and I was debating finally dipping my toe into getting a uh, VR headset of some kind. I love I love Valve, I love Steam, I love the idea of the index, but it's got it's a little more money than I got, you know, sort of saved up. So should I wait for wait to save up for an index, wait for an eventual index two, or should I just go with the latest and greatest stuff from Meta nowadays? Anyways, Bo kind of seeing that it might be a little bit of a white flag from Valve that they're not going to do an index two, which honestly breaks my heart. But anyways, that's a question. If y'all wanted to expound on that anymore, I'd love to hear it. Cheers. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.